A school football game has been played in the state of Illinois. But tonight, that all changes. Good evening, and welcome to the Mountain Dew Kickstart to Kickoff. I am Eric Fry, and I will be joined by Travis Sparks and Todd Stapleton to look at this first week of the high school football season. The weather may not agree, but it is football time, so let's not waste any more time, and let's get things started with Todd Stapleton and a look at the South Central Conference. And we say good evening and welcome as we dive into week number one in the South Central Conference. Well, with the weather this week and the weather tonight, uh, it's pushing everybody back to a little bit later start, if not a day later start. The Vandals and the Painter Panthers will play at 8 p.m. tonight here at Pena as the Vandals get set to go for this season. The Vandals last year with seven wins lost in the first round of the playoffs to Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond and graduated quite a few starters from that group last year. So the Vandals will be looking to fill some holes as they get the season started tonight for the Vandals and football coach Jason Clay. He says he's ready to get the season rolling. Season opener and uh, you know a lot of work and preparation like you said from the spring weight room to Summer workouts to the preseason workouts, uh, you know, a lot of sweat, a lot of work, um, a lot of time and effort. So, you know, it's definitely time to go play and get some film and and then start learning about our team and where we can improve. And you know, hopefully uh, we can come out and get a victory and then uh, get on the film and, and focus in on week two and in the areas we need to get better. Obviously, we talked about being a nine-week season. And so you, would, you put a lot of work in and you don't want to squander an opportunity. Uh, I know the kids will be super excited. Coaches will be too, and uh, it'll be fun to get out there and let it fly. This will be the third year in a row that the Vandals and the Pena Panthers have met for the first week of the season. Two years ago at Pena, Pena got the victory. Last year at Vandalia, the Vandals got the victory. Both teams have been playoff teams of both of those years. Pena much in the same boat as the Vandals. They have uh, several players that graduated last And the Sarah Gordo Beeman Broncos. Ride, Bronco, ride. Eight PM starts tonight. North Mac will be at Hillsboro at eight o'clock tonight. North Mac also looking to fill a lot of holes from last year. They had a lot of seniors that were key to their eight and one season a year ago. Hillsboro, very nice group coming back again. They'll play at eight o'clock tonight at Hillsboro. Southwestern will be at Gillespie tonight. They are also going to be an eight o'clock start tonight at Gillespie. Two of the South Central Conference games have went ahead and moved to Saturday night. Carlinville at Litchfield. They will play at 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Carlinville brings back a lot. So does Litchfield. So that'll be a nice matchup in week one of the season. Again, they're at 7 o'clock on Saturday night. And Greenville will be at Staunton to take on the Bulldogs. That game will also be on Saturday night at 7 p.m. That's a look at the South Central Conference in week one. I'm Todd Stapleton. Thanks, Todd. Now let's take a look at the Cumberland Pirates. 
Cumberland is the defending Lincoln Prairie Conference champion, and after a second-round playoff exit last year, the Pirates are looking for even more this year. Cumberland, though, will have some holes to fill, however, as Cumberland will have a new man under center in senior Braden Olmstead. Pirates are a young team as they only have six seniors on this year's team, and a lot of the offense is going to run through senior Blake McMeekin. Cumberland also has to adjust to a new closed Lincoln Prairie Conference. The Pirates will kick off this season against Sarah Gordo, a team that Cumberland defeated in Week 9 last year, 34-15. Cumberland, in fact, is undefeated 4-0 against Sarah Gordo since they joined the Lincoln Prairie Conference. Can the Pirates keep their streak alive and start the new season off with a win? Find out tonight on WCRA with kickoff scheduled for 8 p.m. Now let's go to our interview with Coach Watkins from earlier this week. Eric Fry, happy to be joined by Cumberland Pirate head coach Watkins. And uh, Coach, another year, time to talk about uh, Cumberland Pirate football. Let's talk about last year, 8-3, and three, got the big first-round home playoff win, uh, lost in the second round there. Tell me, just kind of looking forward to this year, what are we looking at as a team? I know, you know, every team in the area always has to, you know, replace seniors who've moved on and stuff like that. And I know the Pirates are no different. So what is the team looking like heading into this week one matchup? Well, I mean, we're going to be different than we were last year. I mean, mm-hmm. we just don't have the, the big body kids, you know, the I mean, as many of them, you know, the Trevins, the Gavins, um, the Maddoxes. And, and, you know, we lost a good quarterback in Weber and um, we lose two really good middle backers. You know, and uh, our back linebackers and Ross McBride and Ty Bradley, you know, they're they're not here anymore. So um, we lose quite a quite a bit of production from last year. Um, one kid we do have back is, is Blake McMeekin. I mean, he had almost a thousand yards mm-hmm. um, receiving, last, or rushing last year. He um, was second on the team in received receptions um, and yards. So um, having him back is a still a, is a pretty good chunk of the offense. Um, offensively, I think we'll kind of continue to do some of the same stuff we do. Um, it's kind of the system that we run. Um, and, and hopefully these kids that have, you know, been at JV level and have been, been in that system and working are, are ready to step up and and, and, and uh, compete at the varsity level. And talking about this year, it's a new look for the Lincoln Prairie now being closed conference, adding in uh, Sullivan and adding in uh, Nokomis. Uh, how much uh, does that change up kind of the mindset entering the season? I know everyone wants to make the playoffs, and then, you know, next on the list is win a conference championship. How much – does it change now being a closed conference? Well, I mean, it adds two more games, obviously, mm-hmm. and you've got a good one, you know, in Sullivan. I mean, they're kind of up and coming. I feel like they competed in that CIC last year, and, and we know playing Shelbyville and Tuscola the last couple of years, that, that's a very difficult conference to play in. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you had Nakoma, Nakomas, who is, you know, kind of traditionally a, a pretty good school that makes the playoffs on a regular basis. So uh, it's going to make it more difficult, but hopefully with it being more difficult, that will, you know, kind of help challenge us and, and hopefully help us whenever we get to the playoffs. And let's talk about your Week 1 opponent. It'll be at home against Sarah Gordo. Tell me what you're thinking uh, heading into the Sarah Gordo team. We've we've been able to beat the past couple of years, I know. So tell me what you're thinking heading into the Sarah Gordo game. Well, a, a lot of question marks, to be honest with you. They have a new coach coming in, um, Chris Ridgway. He was at Clinton three years ago, and uh, he's been, I think, the way I understand, coaching the JFL up there. Um, so there's some unknowns. You know, We don't know what, what they're going to do offensively, defensively. So... Uh, week one, that not knowing that, you know, makes me as a coach kind of kind of scared a little bit. Um, I've been watching, you know, film from last year. We have them just trying to get a gauge on their athletes. And mm-hmm. three best athletes, in my opinion, their quarterback and running back and wide receiver are all back. They were underclassmen last year, and um, they lose some of their linemen. But um, them bringing, you know, the majority of their 
offense back and their skill kids um, with that varsity experience that they got at the younger level um, um, concerns me. And, you know, last year we played them week nine, and it wasn't one of our better games. Mm-hmm. We won four to 15, but um, it was it was closer than that. And um, so just the uncertainty of not knowing what to expect from them offensively and defensively with a new coach and the fact that they have some uh, some pretty good skill kids kind of has me concerned. Before I, I get out of here with you, I've been talking to a bunch of coaches this week, and one thing I've been asking them is if people are just listening into this game or they're, they're, they're watching it or, like I said, they're listening on WCRA uh, where you can hear all Cumberland Pirate football games this season, who are some players to keep an eye on uh, for, for a fan's perspective who may see a lot of action or who you're hoping step up this year uh, and play a big role on, on the Pirates team? Well, I think it, it kind of it starts with Blake McMeekin. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's experience of anybody on the team at the varsity level and he's coming back and uh Brayden Olmstead steps into the quarterback role so we're hopefully he can do some good things um Kelby Behrman's a kid that played a little bit of varsity last year but more JV and did well and then um Grant Kaiser's a kid we're transitioning from the line to uh to a back position so hopefully you'll you'll hear his name quite a bit and uh hopefully he'll be he'll be good on the defensive side um Zach Harmon Owen McGinnis they're they're sophomores this year that got playing time as freshmen um and there's you know a few more maybe like a Cade McMeekin or a Logan Gearhart mm-hmm. can kind of step in there so um we got a handful of kids that, that are going to have to kind of step up and and take the place of some uh, kind of fill some big shoes that we had last year all right coach well we'll get you out of here again we'll uh talk to you friday night uh, when cumberland takes on sarah gordo okay okay thank you eric appreciate it now for a look at the fm hearts we go to travis sparks thank you very much and welcome in to week number one a brand new year in high school football and there's no other place that i would rather be then right here, talking Effingham Hearts football. I'm Travis Sparks with your Hearts Report. Last year for Effingham, they were 5-4 and four in the regular season. And with playoff points, were able to get in. They got a tough draw with Rochester and ultimately fell to uh, the Rockets. But after missing out on the playoffs a year prior, getting back there was certainly a great accomplishment. And where the Hearts want to be. Entering the new year, FEM is graduating 23 seniors. That's quite a big class. I caught up with head coach Brett Hefner and discussed just that. It was a great group. It was a group that uh, were tremendous leaders for us and that had had a lot of success uh, from the time that they started playing. For me personally, it's the, the last group that's directly connected to have an off-season time with those highly successful groups that we had. So that's another reason why... I hated to lose them, so now we've got, uh, you know, we got a new group this year. It's not quite as big; it's only 13 of them. But, you know, there, there's a number of them that have, that have played key roles for us uh, within our program, and you know, it's it's finally their opportunity to, to step up and play, and you know, hopefully they play the way that we think they can. FEM also has a new quarterback under center this year, six-four senior Gage Gillum, and the biggest thing for Gage that coach has talked about was just getting him some varsity reps. Being a senior but never playing significant amount of time at the varsity level at the quarterback position. He, he knows yeah. the offense inside and out, knows where to go with the ball, knows what we want to do, and he's a very athletic runner. Uh, we just got to be smart with how much we run him. We've talked to him about protecting himself because we don't have a ton of older depth mm-hmm. behind him at quarterback. It's been, a, it's been a process, and he'd probably tell you that. You know, we've done... We've done a ton of, uh, and we, we, we normally do quite a bit anyway, but we've done more this year of once versus once to try and create game-like conditions. And that's the nice thing about, you know, starting 22 different kids as we can go our starting offense against our starting defense and just 
try and get him as many live game reps as you can before you get into yeah. the game. So it was a little rough at first, but uh, but the last last week or so it's been a lot better. So I think uh, you know going forward, I'm anxious to see them all play. Coming in to week one, the Hearts do have some problems with the injury bug on the offensive line, trying to keep Gage upright. But if they can, Gage will be handing off to Weldon Dunstan. Coach telling me that he's really improved in the offseason and got bigger. And hopefully the passes of Gillum will be to Andrew Watts making plays on the outside. But one of the strengths this year for FEM entering week one is the defensive side of the ball. Anchored by Charlie Ring, Eli Mindendorf, Michael Love, and linebackers Spencer Fox and Caden Coberline switching from fullback to linebacker this year. I, that front seven, yes, will be a strength for us, and we think they'll get after the quarterback again, and we think that they're going to be tough to run the ball against. You know, I, I say it every day, I'm glad we don't have to block them. Yeah. And we've right. had to try and block them for three weeks, and our guys are tired of it. And, you know, now defensive back-wise, uh, we'll just have to see. Again, we don't have anybody back there that's ever played a game. So that, that part of it could be a little be a little scary. But, but they've had a pretty good fall camp in that – you know, they know the checks, they know the answers, they know everything. Now it's just going to be, okay, physically, can they do it? And I, I don't know that we'll find that out until we hop into a game. There may be a mm-hmm. rotation of there may be a rotation of five, six, seven guys based off of how things are going. FEM also has a new opponent awaiting them in week one as well, a former Apollo Conference rival in Robinson. The Maroons are also having a new look this season. They're replacing a four-year starting quarterback, Wes Jackson, and they'll also be with a new head coach as well. The tough part, and you would you would think that I mean, there's gonna be, I would think there's gonna be some change. He was an assistant on yeah. staff, but you wonder, okay, what you don't have any film, mm-hmm. okay? So yeah, what exactly. you know, what are they gonna do? What's his stamp? What's his? What are they gonna change? What are they gonna keep? What are they, so that's kind of that's the tough part when you're playing somebody with a new coach. And I asked coach what the expectations were with this new group. The goal, the goals for us are always the same. You know, we from a conference standpoint, we want to compete for and win a conference title, and then we want to get into playoffs and see if we can get on a little bit of run and see what happens. You know, but yeah, we now that now that we're we're back to that where the first three are non-conference. It's it's kind of like you have three different parts. You got yeah. your non-con, your conference, and then you're in the in the playoff mode. So yeah, so mm-hmm. this is. You know, we want to win our non-conference, you know, so these first three games are pretty important, and, and hopefully we can get the first one with Robinson. And we can hardly wait for the opening kickoff. Most are being pushed back a little bit later, but, hey, let's get those games in and let's play some football. Now I'll throw it back to you. Thanks very much, Travis. Now let's look at other action from around the area. In Apollo Conference action, Charleston, they will host Hersher. Mattoon heads to Troy Triad. Muhammad will travel to Morton. Bartonville Limestone, they will be in Mount Zion. And Taylorville will be on the road against former Apollo Conference foe, Olney. In other Lincoln Prairie Conference action, Arcola will host LPC newcomer Nokomis. Sagamon Valley will travel to Tri-County. Arthur will head on the road to Argenta. And new Lincoln Prairie Conference member Sullivan will open the season on the road against Villa Grove. In Little Illini action, Shelbyville will head to Newton. Casey, they will travel to Red Hill. It'll be Paris hosting North Vermilion, Indiana. Marshall heads to Trenton Wesleyan. Lawrenceville will be on the road at Oblong. Finally, Mount Carmel will host Gibson Southern Indiana. 
Finally, in Central Illinois action, Central A&M head to Leroy. It'll be Clinton hosting Tremont. Warrensburg-Latham travels to Downs Trio Valley. Macon will host El Paso Gridley. And what could be the game of the night? Tuscola takes on Peru St. Beatty at Illinois Wesleyan University. Well, that does it for week one of the Mountain Dew Kickstart to Kickoff. For Todd Stapleton and Travis Sparks, I'm Eric Fry saying thanks for listening and trying to stay cool out there tonight. Now, let's head to the booth as kickoff is moments away for the high school football season. Batten down the hatches. The Cumberland Pirates be coming. Hit off again to sink for Wick Burner on the left hand side. He's got a big hole. He's got one man to beat. Down the sideline. He's going to carry that man. Still carrying him all the way into the end zone. Caught by Cumberland at the 15 yard line. Got a block. He's got another one. He's got a big hole. He's going to bounce to the outside. 50, 45, 40, 35. They got the kicker to beat. 20, 25, 15, 10, 5, and an opening kickoff. Return for a touchdown, Cumberland Pirates. It's, it, and it's going to be a fumble in the backfield. Deep in the backfield. It's going to be picked up by Cumberland in for a touchdown. He's going to step on the defender. He's going to dive for goal line. And he's in. It's now time for Cumberland Pirates football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Good evening, football fans, and welcome to Cumberland High School for this week one matchup between your Cumberland Pirates and the Sarah Gordo Broncos. My name is Eric Fry, and I'll have all the action from up here in Cumberland on a hot and steamy August night. Yes, it is football season, but Mother Nature is deciding to hang around the summer a little bit longer. Cumberland coming into tonight's contest after last year's second round playoff exit. But Sarah Gordo, a team Cumberland seems to have the number of 4-0 and are they against the Broncos since the Broncos joined the Lincoln Prairie with Cumberland back four years ago. So the Pirates have not lost to Sarah Gordo, but last, week, last year, week nine, it was Sarah Gordo. Giving a little bit of a scare to the Pirates. Cumberland would end up getting the win there in the end. But uh, I remember talking to Coach after the game, and he was not very happy with that game week nine heading into the playoffs. It ended up working out okay for the Pirates, but definitely want to get off to a stronger start in this new-look Lincoln Prairie Conference because Lincoln Prairie now is a closed conference thanks to the addition of Sullivan as well as Nokomis. And we'll be checking in on some scores from around the area as we get them. But before we go any further, I want to thank our sponsors, for making this broadcast and every broadcast of Cumberland Pirate Football possible. That's Scott's Building Center, Evapco Midwest, Country Financial, Curtis Walker, Lauren Holstapple, Clap Cuts Insurance, Pepsi, Gentry, Small Engine Repair, Coffee and Creams, Neil Tire Toledo, and the Toledo Democrat. Thanks to all of them for their support of Cumberland Pirate Football, as well as the First Neighbor Bank in Toledo, who's a proud sponsor of the pregame show, which you're listening to right now. It's the Cumberland Pirate Pregame Show brought to you by First Neighbor Bank Toledo. Pirates do have some turnover. The Pirates are going to have some holes to fill. Only six seniors on this Pirate roster. So as me and Travis Sparks on the starting line today coined them, they are the baby Buccaneers, if you want to call them, or the baby Pirates, because they do have some growing to do. But there is some uh, players that have seen some varsity minutes. Of course, I think the offense is going to run through Blake McMeekin. He is the running back in charge for this Pirate team, and I think a lot of the offense is going to go through a Blake. In what ways? How creative? We'll have to find out coming up here tonight against the Cerro Gordo defense. But I expect Blake McMeekin to get involved a lot as well. It will be Olmstead. That's Braden Olmstead, the senior under center. He'll be taking over the quarterbacking duties for the Pirates and weapons still out there. Of course, Kelby Bierman. 
the junior as well at wide receiver. Also, I will be looking at uh, Devin Stewart, the junior wide receiver as well. But the Pirates lost a lot of height, a lot of that athleticism. Gavin Hendricks um, from last year as well as uh, some, some other players who have since moved on and graduated for the Pirates that are, are not out here. So we'll have to see this Cumberland Pirate offense if it looks a little different than in years past. We'll see if it's more run-heavy, pass-heavy. We'll have to find that out. For Sarah Gordo, they have a new coach that is leading the way. Chris Ridgway will be the man who is in charge of the Broncos. They try to turn around a 1-8 season from just a year ago. Like I said, they gave the Pirates a little bit of a scare, but the Sarah Gordo team trying to come in and make a statement here week one of this football season, and I believe it will be Weaver for Sarah Gordo, who will be under center. That's Caleb Weaver. He is the junior quarterback. That's who I'm going to be looking at as well. And just kind of looking at uh, Sarah Gordo as they're out here, kind of warming up. Looks like uh, kind of a wing T formation, if not split backs, that they may be running quite often here tonight, or maybe they're working on their defense a little bit. We'll have to find out as the game goes on. So, but at least for right now, we'll have to see. As Like I said, it is a hot one out there, but we are going to get this game in, and we're going to get it in a little bit later. Thanks for joining us here a little bit later here tonight on WCRA, or maybe you're listening online at FPMRadio.com. That stream, by the way, at FPMRadio.com is brought to you by Neil Tire Toledo. And we're so thankful to them and all of our sponsors here tonight. And we'll get you some more sponsors throughout the night who are sponsoring various different things here throughout the game. But... Cumberland is going to try and get a home win here tonight to start off the season 1-0. and And, of course, Sarah Gordo trying to do the same thing. As, you know, I have to wonder how much this heat that we've been dealing with all week has been affecting these teams. Probably not able to get outside a lot and practice a lot. A lot of film study, I would think. A lot of, you know, maybe weight training and, and stuff like that. But it's just been so hot. And it's still hot tonight. Uh, possible rain showers as the night goes on, so we'll have to wait and see if that becomes a factor as well in this game. I think if it does uh, start to raining, I think it would favor the Pirates a little bit more as Cumberland more so of a, of a running team, at least in years past. We'll have to see about this year's team at Saragordo will head off the field here as we get set to begin in just a moment. In fact, let's take a moment, and we are going to go to our national anthem, and our national anthem this year is brought to you by Cuts Insurance. So we'll take you to the National Anthem. When we come back, we will have the opening kickoff for the high school football season 2023 here on WCRA. Till then, here's your National Anthem.
Share the road during harvest season. Cuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual want your help protecting our hardworking farmers. While they're hard at work, let's keep their safety in mind while traveling our roadways. Slowing down and paying attention helps keep everyone safe. Together, we can trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at Cuts Insurance today for all your insurance needs. Trust in Tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School as we are getting set for tonight's kickoff. You hear the band playing. The Pirates will be making their way out here momentarily. In fact, they're just waiting to kind of run out from uh, the entrance, and here they come, carrying the American flag are the Pirates. They're in their powder blues with the yellow numbers, white helmets with the Pirate logo on top. And I tell you what, they look ready for some football. They look ready, excited, good crowd out here tonight, braving the heat to be out here. And if you don't want to brave the heat, hey, just tune in right here at WCRA. We'll have all the action for you for not just tonight, but for every Cumberland Pirate football team. I mentioned uh, Sarah Gorda, 1-8 and eight on the year last year. That one win was against Argenta, who went undefeated. But they did have some close calls. They lost by three to Carlisle. They also uh, lost uh, a couple other close games by just a couple of points. So um, just a couple of breaks going their way, and Sarah Gorda would be you know, having a couple wins. Two years ago, they went four and five and almost made the playoffs. So this is a team that has some experience on it, as opposed to coming, like we said, six seniors five seniors for Sarah Gordo. So not a whole lot more experience. This is kind of an even matchup as far as experience goes between these two teams. So we'll see if the uh, Pirates can use that to their advantage a little bit. We'll, we'll see. Like I said, Pirates come out. They're ready to go in their powder blues with the yellow numbers, white helmets, as our officiating crew is down at midfield. As we await the arrival of the Broncos, who will be making their way out momentarily. Not much of a win here tonight. I don't think the win will be a factor at all. One thing I am going to try and keep um, an eye on, and that is uh, the, the Pirate kicking game. Yes, the Pirate kicking game. Cumberland, uh, for the past couple of years, you had uh, Michael Beaumont, and you had some some kickers before that that were very accurate. That was kind of a, uh, you know, talking with Coach, you heard it in the pregame show, uh, you know, they were kind of give me. You know, you just kind of knew you were lining up and you were going to take the extra point, but now you have to kind of think a little bit more because you don't know what you're getting from the kicking game. So that'll be uh, an interesting factor that we'll be on the lookout for in not just tonight's game, but in every game going forward. And Sarah Gordo makes their way out onto the field. They're in all white. That's white shirts, white pants, blue numbers with orange and blue stripes down the side of the pants. As we will be beginning play here momentarily, it looks like the Pirates will be receiving the football. I believe Cumberland won the toss, or excuse me, Sarah Gordo won the toss and deferred to the second half. So we'll get to see this Cumberland offense here in action early on as Sarah Gordo now runs out in the field and their fans salute them as they. Some pretty good, uh, pretty good turnout from the Sarah Gordo faithful driving down here to Cumberland here on this hot uh, Friday night, but greatly. Greatly appreciate here and this matchup between the Broncos and the Pirates. Can the Pirates sail the seas to victory? We will find out here at the end of this one. Cumberland 
getting ready to, to start. And, of course, don't forget every Cumberland Pirates touchdown brought to you by First Neighbor Bank Toledo. Hopefully we have a lot of those touchdowns here tonight. I'll also be keeping my eye on out for the country financial Curtis Walker and Lauren Holstap play of the game. We'll announce that play coming up in the post-game show. So I'll keep my eyes on what I think are the plays of the game as we are now closing in on the start of kickoff as we still have refs conferring at midfield because the play clock is not yet officially all the way down to double zeros. Right now we're at 45 seconds until the official kickoff. But like we said, this Cumberland Pirates team hopeful to make another uh, postseason run. I was talking with Coach. You heard it in the interview. Never had a losing record. His only time he hasn't made the playoffs was his first season. The Pirates went 5-4 and four and didn't have enough points. But Cumberland's made the playoffs every year since then. Past couple of years, they have actually hosted a couple of games due to having a higher seed. So this is a Cumberland Pirate team that uh, has playoff in mind. They have playoff ambitions Do the Pirates. And Cumberland will come out looking to receive the football. Lining up to receive the kick. It will be Blake McMeekin back deep to return. Cumberland will be traveling left to right on your radio dial here to start tonight's game. So glad you're with us for the kickoff of the high school football season. Hopefully it's a good one for the Cumberland Pirates. As Sarah Gordo is getting the ball teed up. Actually, it looks like we don't we don't have a ball. We're waiting on a ball. The kick team is out there. Now we're getting a ball thrown in here. And now we'll have that ball teed up. As it will be, I believe, Paul White will be kicking off for Sarah Gordo. He is a freshman. 5'4", 205 is what he's listed at on my program. He has the ball teed up, and again, no wind will be a factor, at least here early on. Check that. It's Michael Freeze who will be kicking off, and he is prepared, and here we go. The opening to the high school football season. There's the kick. It's a high kick. It can go over to the left-hand side. It'll be bounced off the face mask of the Pirates, but it'll still be picked up on the left sideline, picked it up and thrown out of bounds, close to about the 34-yard line. That's where the Pirates will take over on their own 34 and see quite who that was over there. But, yeah, the ball ricocheted off its face mask. That was off of Gerhardt, Logan Gerhardt, the 5'9 sophomore. Hit him in the face mask. Luckily, he was able to recover. So, Pirates will take over. First and 10, their first offensive drive of the season. Ball will be starting on their own 32-yard line after a gain of about five on that kickoff. It'll be Olmstead. Coming out in the pistol formation. Two receivers on his right-hand side, one on the left. Two running backs. That is McNeekin as the deep back behind him. Seifert, I believe, beside him. It's a low snap. He's going to pitch it out to McNeekin. McNeekin looking for some running room. Not a lot there. Nope, he's going to fight through the tackle. Still on his feet. He's coming back. Big block downfield. He's to the 50. 45 40, 35 30, 25 20, 15, 10, 5. Flight McNeekin first play of the season. And it's a touchdown for the Pirates. What a run. He came to the right side, kind of got tripped up, was able to fight through, cut back to the left, and he was gone for Cumberland. And with 11.40 left to go, that's a Cumberland Pirate touchdown brought to you by first neighbor bank Toledo, and the Pirates are on the board first after that big, big, big run 
We'll mark that down as a 30, uh, excuse me, I'm trying to do quick math in my head, which is never a good sign, about a 64-yard touchdown run from McMeekin. As it looks like there was a false start. Yes, a false start on Sarah Gordo. So now it looks like Cumberland's going to actually go for two here because they got moved a little closer thanks to the false start. This is something Coach talked about, like we said. So Cumberland will line up in a heavy formation. One fullback and then two running backs behind the quarterback, Olmstead. He's going to hand it off to McNeekin, looking for some running room. Left-hand side, he's going to dive at the line, and he's in. Two-point is good. And the Pirates get on the board first here. 11.40 left to go. First quarter, Pirates lead 8 to nothing. We'll be back with more Cumberland Pirate football in 30 seconds. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate football on WCRA. Make a splash this summer with an ice-cold and always refreshing can of Pepsi. Beat that summertime heat and grab your Pepsi 12-pack today for the low, refreshing price of just $6.98 at participating locations. Let's summer with great-tasting ice-cold Pepsi. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. Pirates lead 8 to nothing as an opening play touchdown. First play from the line of scrimmage, a 64-yard touchdown run for the Pirates. As Cumberland will now have the ball teed up. It'll be Sarah Gordo's turn with the football for the first time tonight. Their first offensive drive of the season. The ball is teed up. And we await the kick off from Neville, the senior kicker for the Pirates. There's the kick. It's a low-hanging kick. It's going to bounce at about the 25, and they'll be picked up at the 25 and tackled at the 24. A great job by that Cumberland return team of getting down there. That was Chance Young who picked it up. He was hoping it would bounce, and it did, but it just bounced straight up. It didn't bounce to him like he thought. And net gain of... I think they'll give him forward progress. So it'll be zero on the uh, kick return, and Sarah Gordo will take over on their own 25 yard. Oh, nope, they're going to mark him at the 24. That's where Weaver and company will take over for this Broncos team. I see Larrick out there as well. He's one of the running backs to keep an eye on in tonight's contest. Check that. He's, he's lined up at kind of a wing back. Looks like a wing T formation here. For Sarah Gordo. Formation to run it. And they're going to run it. Ball's on the ground. It's picked up by the Pirates. A turnover. And Cumberland will take over on the fumble. So just like that, one play and the Pirates get in the end zone. And now they get the ball right back. I don't know if Coach Watkins could have scripted this uh, start of this game any better. And ball will be on the... Sarah Gordo, 22-yard line. It'll be 1st and 10, Cumberland. 1st and 10, Cumberland. Here comes the offense again. Olmstead. Will come out again in the pistol. He's got two receivers on his left-hand side. 
Fullback on the left-hand side. McNeekin is the deep back behind him. Nope, they're going to line up eye formation instead. Eye formation. Almost a low snap, and it says can go to McNeekin. He's got one block downfield. He's going to get down to about the 15-yard line, so we'll mark him for a gain of about eight on that run for Blake McNeekin. Blake with a nice gain. And it looks like looks like they'll mark him about uh, six-yard gain, not eight on that one, so we'll say six. And then I'll bring up second down, second and four for the Pirates. Come out in a shotgun. Two receivers on the left-hand side. Now they're going to move McMakin in motion from right to left. And also go to Seifert out of the backfield. Not a lot of running room there. Trying to run to the right-hand side. Couldn't do anything. And they'll give him no gain on that one. So I'll make it third down. Third and four for the Pirates here with 10.40 left to go in this first quarter. Read down lineman for Sarah Gordo. As Cumberland will come out, I said they'll come out pistol. Nope, they're going to come out in the heavy set for the Pirates. Wide receiver on the right-hand side. And it looks like Sarah Gordo jumped. They did. There's the penalty flag. It'll be encroachment on the defense, and that'll give Cumberland a first down and five yards. And that may make it first. Nope, they're going to say first and ten. Ball on the 11th, so just outside of First and goal territory, but still in the red zone for the Pirates. I'm going to line up in that heavy set again. One fullback, two running backs behind Olmstead. He's going to hand it off. Looking for running room is McMeekin on the right-hand side. Gets a block, gets another. He's close to the goal line, gets upended at the one, and they're going to say he's down at the one. He got upended. That was Chance Young on the tackle. It will be a first down, so give him 10 yards and a first down. And it'll be first and goal from the one for the Pirates. As Cumberland knocking on the door one more time. Heavy set one more time. Olsen. Got Cypher and McNeekin as the deep backs. Going to hand it off McNeekin. Looking for running room. He's just going to waltz into the end zone. Touchdown. One yard touchdown run. Blake McNeekin second of the night. And the Pirates are on the board again. They lead 14-0 here with 9-51. Left to go in the first corner on a one-yard touchdown run by McNeekin. And, of course, that Cumberland Pirate touchdown brought to you by First Neighbor Bank in Toledo. As now, Neville will line up for the point after. It will be Hudson McElravey to hold. There's that ball. Down kick is up, and it's good. He makes it. 15 to nothing. Cumberland leads. 9.51 left to go first quarter. We'll be back with more. Cumberland Pirate Football in 30 seconds. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. Millionaire is well within reach at Evapco. They're hiring now for an electrical technician. Job duties include troubleshooting electrical circuits, navigating PLCs, reaching electrical schematics, and more. Must be a self-starter in communicating the best practices in wiring to assembly. Evapco offers exceptional wages and benefits, including profit sharing. And yes, many have retired millionaires. Apply today at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal Opportunity Employer. This is Cumberland High School Football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. 
as we have everyone off the field for the moment as there's an extended break, I believe, due to the heat. So we have a little bit of an extended break here because of the, the heat tonight. So we'll have a little bit little bit longer breaks at times here. But with 9.51, Pirates lead 15 to nothing. Two drives for the Pirates. Two touchdowns, including a one-on-one play. A one-play drive is what you like to see. And then defensively, one play, one fumble. Now, I know it was because Sarah Gordo had issues handing it off. You really didn't do a lot if you were Cumberland. But, hey, you take the fumbles as you can get them. You take the turnovers as you can as well. As long as that turnover is in plus territory, that turnover margin, you're in for a, a good night. As I see Young back to return for Sarah Gordo. He's standing about the 10-yard line. Also back to return is Dylan Davis, the junior running back. As we await, there's the whistle. As Neville will kick it again. He's going to angle it over to the right side. It'll be caught at about the 30. Here comes setting up the return. Now cutting back the other way. To 35. He's at the 35, and he's going to get to the 36. Did a lot of running, but unfortunately he went east-west, not north-south. Give him a gain of about four on the return. That was Mason Connor on the return. So Sarah Gordo will take over, looking to turn around from their first drive, which was one play and a fumble. It will be Weaver. I saw Davis out there. We'll see where they line up again. Again, wing T was what they went with last time, and unfortunately in the handoff had issues. Cumberland with four down linemen. Like a 4-3 kind of defensive front for Cumberland. They'll come out wing T again. Will Sarah Gordo. One receiver on each side. Going to move one man in motion. Right to left. Looking to hand it off. Nope, he's going to throw it. Now he's in trouble. And it's a sack in the backfield. Cumberland Pirates with a sack. First sack of the night. I say that like there may be more. That was Zach Harmon getting in there. The sophomore. On the sack, and we'll say it's for a loss of four. On the sack. I said that was Harmon in there, and it looks like possibly... I can't quite see from my vantage point. Alan Darling possibly also getting in there on that sack as well. Shotgun this time. For... So with that uh, wing back on the right-hand side, and we got a whistle. We got a whistle and a flag, and it'll be a delay of game penalty on Sarah Gordo. So they'll back up five yards and do it again. So make it, you're going to say it was a six-yard. Trying to, okay, so now it'll be second and, basically second and 20 here for Sarah Gordo. So it'll be second, second and 20, maybe 21. Yeah, they're going to say 21. Shotgun. Looking to throw. Pass is tipped at the line, and it'll go out of bounds. Incomplete pass. That'll bring up third and 21. I don't know how many plays coaches have drawn up for a third and 21, but we may see it here. On this one, third and 21, ball on your own 24-yard line. 
in the middle of the field. We'll see what Weaver and company come out with. They go shotgun again. It looks like they will go shotgun. Shotgun, wing back on the left-hand side. Two receivers on the left as well. One receiver on the right. That is Davis, the deep back for Weaver. Going to take the snap. Looking to throw. Quick throw. Steps back. Steps up. Throws it. It's going to be incomplete. Good defense right there from the Pirates. I believe that was Kelby Beerman back there on the pass to break it up. And that will bring up fourth down. So fourth down for Cumberland or for Sierra Gordo. Fourth and twenty-one ball in their own twenty-four yard line here with eight and a half minutes left to go. And McMeekin and Beerman will head back to receive the punt. I believe that's Davis who's punting it, I believe. Can't quite see the number from my vantage point. As there's the snap. There's the kick. It's a high kick, not very deep. It'll bounce close to the 50, be picked up by Beerman, and he won't get anywhere. He'll be down at about the 46-yard line. So Cumberland will start at their own 46. As the defense forces a three and out, Pirates will take over one more time. Cumberland will have it first and 10. For Cumberland, ball on their own 46. So 54 yards in front of the Pirates if they want to hit another touchdown here with 820 left, 822 off to go in the first quarter. Cumberland already leads 15 to nothing. Olmstead will come out again. Pistol. McMeekin, the deep back. Two wide receivers on his right, one on his left. Takes snap, fakes the handoff to Cypher. He's going to hand it off to McMeekin right side. Fights through one tackle. Gets into Bronco territory but upended at about the 49-yard line. All marking for a gain of five. Five-yard gain there for McMeekin. That's his fifth carry of the night. And he'll bring up second and five for the Pirates. Inside Bronco territory, shotgun formation. McMeekin will line up as the slot receiver on the right-hand side. Seifert, the running back beside him. Only two receivers on the right, though. So a heavy shotgun. They're going to hand it off to Seifert. He's got some blocks in front of him. He's down to the 40. 35-30. One man to beat. Lowers his shoulder. Keeps going. He's down to the 15 to the 10, and he's going to be knocked out of bounds. Inside the 10. Iceton Seifert. With a nice run. They're going to mark him down at about the 9. So we'll call that a 40-yard run. And a Cumberland first down. First and goal for the Pirates. They threaten again here with seven and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter. Already up 15-0. It'll be first and goal from the nine for the Pirates. Olmstead. Will come out shotgun. He's got four wide, two on the left, two on the right. McMeekin and Beerman on the right-hand side. Seifert. Running back on the right. They're going to hand it off to Cypher. Looking for some running room. Left side. He's going to power his way into the end zone. Touchdown, Cumberland. Ison Cypher finishes what he starts with a nine-yard touchdown run here with 7.07 left to go in the first quarter. A nine-yard run by Cypher. Puts the Pirates up 21-0 here with 7.07 left to go first quarter. Of course, that touchdown and every Cumberland Pirate touchdown brought to you Pipe first neighbor bank Toledo. As Neville will line up for the extra point. 
A snap. Oh, it's going to get away from the holder. Neville's just going to fall on it. He'll get hit hard. So no extra point this time for the Pirates. But Cumberland still leads 21 nothing here. 7.07 left to go in this first quarter. As Cumberland's done a great job. Three drives for the Pirates, three touchdowns for Cumberland. Meanwhile, the uh, defense thus far has given up. Uh, let me see here. Let me check my numbers. Negative uh, six yards. Negative six yards is how much uh, the uh, Sierra Gordo offense has gained on the Pirates here thus far. Still early. 7.07 left to go in the ball game in the uh, first quarter. So we still got a lot of football left to be played. But I, again, I don't think Coach could have scripted it any better. You come out and you have three straight offensive drives, three straight touchdowns, and then you have two defensive uh, stops. One was a fumble you picked up that you turned into points, and the other one, it was a three and out where you got a sack as well. As Cumberland will line up to kick. Cumberland and Nebel lined up to kick this ball off. Davis back there to return. Possibly Turpec as well. There's the kick. It's a high kick. It'll go over the hands of Young. Uh, check that, of Connor, and he'll pick it up now. He's down to the 25. He's going to cut across the field, get the block. He's to the 30. He's going to be brought out of bounds about the 33-yard line on the far side of the field. And Sarah Gorda will take over first and 10 on their own 33. First and 10, Sarah Gordo, ball on their own 33-yard line. As Weaver and company just trying to get some momentum going at this point. You're already down 21-0. You just want some positivity. Have yet to get a single positive yard in this game are the Broncos. They'll try it on this drive. Weaver comes out. Single back with a wing back on the left-hand side. Two receivers on the left-hand side. He's looking to throw it as Weaver. Weaver throws it up across the middle. It's going to be tipped and intercepted. Here come the Pirates. Back the other way. Down to the 30. Looking to make one man miss. He does. And he's down at the 25-yard line on the INT. It was a tip drill. And it was caught for Cumberland by Hudson McElravey. The sophomore gets the INT. And the Pirates will take over again. It was tipped. And McElravey was right there to get the catch. And the Pirates' offense takes over again. It'll be first and 10, Cumberland. Ball on the 25-yard line of Saragordo. With the Pirates threatening one more time here with 6.48 left to go in this first quarter. Cumberland. Better hurry up. They're just now breaking the huddle here with 11 seconds left on the play clock. They'll come out with two wingbacks. Going to move McNeekin in motion. They'll hand it off to McMotion, looking for some running room on the left-hand side. He's got one block, got another. He's going to break one tackle down to the 10 and 5 touchdown. However, I see a flag on the field. Dirty laundry on the field. We'll wait and see what that official call is. As Thank you. 
That was on Cumberland. It'll be a, a legal block. As I was just corrected, excuse me, that wasn't Cypher who was carrying the ball. That was, unfortunately, Grant Kaiser. Ison Cypher graduated last year. I had the numbers stuck in my head, so I apologize for that. It will be a 15-yard penalty on the Pirates. And that will put Cumberland back to the Saragordo 40. So it'll be first and 25 for the Pirates. So first and 25. For Cumberland. Pirates come out shotgun. Olmstead with Kaiser beside him. Two receivers on the right-hand side. Takes the snap. Going to hand it off to Kaiser. Looking for some running room on the right-hand side. Gets one block. Trying to get another. Breaks one tackle. Breaks another. He's down to the 30. 25. Jukes a man. Down to the 20. And he's inside the 20. And gets Cumberland past the original line of scrimmage. He's close to that first down marker. He's about two yards short, so we'll say it's a 23-yard gain on that first down run by Grant Kaiser, the junior. We'll say second and we'll say about three. Shotgun again. Dual wing backs. Going to move McNeekin in motion from his right wing back position. He's going to get the handoff left side. Looking for some running room. Jukes one man. Get the block downfield, and he's going to waltz into the end zone. Touchdown, Cumberland. No penalties on this one. And the Pirates are in again. Blake McNeekin, 17-yard touchdown run. His third of the quarter. Here with 546 left to go in this first quarter. 17-yard Run by McMeekin, and this Cumberland Pirate offense is on a rail. Campbell will line up for the extra point. There's the snap. Able to get it down. Kick is up. And it's good. Extra point is good. So make it 28 to nothing. Cumberland leads. 546 left to go in the first quarter. That touchdown brought to you by First Neighbor Bank Toledo. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhood thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapel-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Welcome back to Cumberland High School. Once again, we have that extended break due to the heat. It's cooling off, but it's still a little hot out right now here at Cumberland. As it feels 84 outside right now. Feels like 91, though, so it's still a little hot out there. And making sure these players have plenty of water. As Cumberland needs it from running up and down the field. 5.45 left to go first quarter. Pirates already lead 28 to nothing. The offense has not been stopped. The defense has not allowed a first. 
Cumberland came out ready to play tonight. As it will be Nebel to kick it off. Nebel, once again, kicking it off to Sarah Gordo. We wait on the whistle. There it is. Nebel. Two kick. Again, still not much wind. There's a kick. It's right down the middle. It's a decent kick. It'll bounce about the 20. It'll go past everyone. And finally, it'll be touched by Jeter. And he's going to be dropped at about the 17-yard line. He picked it up at about the 15. Not a lot of room. And there's a flag. There's a late flag on the play. I didn't see who that was on, but we'll wait and see. It was the far judge who threw it, I believe. And we're waiting on what it is. As the refs are conferring and discussing, trying to figure out what this penalty is. As it'll be a block in the back, and it'll be on Sarah Gordo. So move Sarah Gordo back 15. 15 yards, they probably didn't have to spare. Check that, it'll only be a 10-yard penalty. So it'll be first and 10, Sarah Gordo, ball in the nine. That's where Weaver and company will try and get some positive momentum. Three drives, two turnovers, and a three and out for Sarah Gordo. They've yet to get a positive yard in this game. Wing T again for Weaver. We're going to move one man in motion. Going to hand it off up the middle. Get some positive yards finally. And breaks one tackle. He's going to be close to the first down. We'll wait and see if he gets it or not. That was Davis on the carry. And they're going to mark him just short of the first. So we'll give him nine yards on that one. First positive yards of the night for Sarah Gordo. And they have it now second and one. Ball in their own 19. Right, Davis, he's the uh, the deep back in that wing tee. He'll come out again, wing tee. Well, half a tee on the right-hand side. Two receivers on the left. Going to move that man in motion from right to left. Handoff will again go to Davis, looking for running room up the middle. I think he got just enough for the first. Wait for official word, and... Yes, they're going to say a first down. On the two-yard carry. First, first down of the night for Sarah Gordo. As maybe the Broncos starting to build up a little momentum here. Ball will be on the 20. That's the Sarah Gordo 20 here with 4.30 left to go in this first quarter. 28 nothing Pirates lead. Sarah Gordo starting to build a little bit of momentum, though. They got their first, first down of the game. They'll come back out wing T. Davis the deep back. Behind Weaver. Going to hand it off again to Davis. Davis fights his way forward. Gain of about five. Davis, thus far, is the only one who's been able to get any running room in front of him. So we'll say it's a gain of five on that one. Brings up second down. Second and five for Sarah Gordo. And, I mean, that's, I mean, if it's working for Sarah Gordo, just keep doing it. Just keep running it right at the Pirates. Before they were trying to throw it and do some other stuff. Now they're coming out in a shotgun. 
wing T. You're going to move one man in motion. They'll hand it off to Davis again, and he's going to be brought down close to the line of scrimmage. They will give him a yard. And so that'll bring up third down. It's like third and about four for Sarah Gordo. Ball on the 26 for the Broncos. And this has been the Broncos' best drive of the night. Here with 3.10 left to go in this first quarter. They trail 28-0. Kind of like they just got uh, meleeed in on like a boxing match here at the beginning of this, this game. They're finally starting to absorb the blows and keep going here. They'll come out wing T again. Move one man in motion from right to left. They'll fake the handoff. Hands it back the other way this time. And it's going to be enough for the first down, I believe. We'll give him six yards. We'll say six on the carry, as that was Gavin Larrick on the carry for six, and another Sarah Gordo first down. Broncos have it first and ten on the 30. That's their own 30. Weaver will come out. Wing T again. Nope, half a T on the left side. Two wide receivers on the left as well. One receiver on the right. Davis the deep back. Weaver takes snap, hands it off to Davis, looking for some running room up the middle. Not a lot there. Maybe give him two. Tried to lower his head and just keep moving the legs and churning them, and the Pirates were there to wrap him up. That was Harmon I saw getting over there on that tackle. One of many there in the Pirates, of the Pirates, make the stop. And then bring up second down here, closing in on the end of the first quarter. Just a minute 45 left to go. Cumberland leads 28 nothing. Glad you're with us here. Opening night of the high school football season on WCRA. Shotgun with a wing back on the right-hand side. Low snap. Weaver's going to pick it up and just going to try and run with it. He's going to be hammered at the line. Maybe he got back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they're going to say he got back to the line on a broken play. Like we said, it was a low snap. He just grabbed it and ran. I think they were trying to set up a pass. So instead, it'll be third down now. We'll mark it third and seven. Uh, third and either a, a long seven or a short eight, however you want to look at it. As they'll come back out, wing T. Will the Broncos. Davis is the deep back behind Weaver. Takes a stamp. He's looking to throw his Weaver. Weaver's still looking to throw. Under pressure. Scrambles out of the pocket. Going to the right side. He's going to get through one man. He's going to be brought down short of the first. Kind of about the 36. Did gain a couple, though. We'll mark him for a gain of four. On the scramble. So it'll be fourth and four for Sarah Gordo. And this is kind of that dead man zone of the field. You know, your own 37. And if you're you're Sarah Gordo, you have to be thinking, this has been our best drive. I don't want to give up on it now on a fourth and four. Here with just 20 seconds left. We'll see if they even have a player if they just let the, the play clock wind down. And it looks like we will get a playoff here before the end of the quarter. Wing T again. Davis is the deep back. Weaver gets under center. Going to hand it off to Davis looking for running room. Nothing there. Pirate defense makes the stop, and it's a turnover on down. A turnover on downs to, with three seconds left. So the Pirates will get a, a play before the end of the uh, quarter. Cumberland will get one playoff before the end of the quarter as the clock stops on change of possession. 
It'll be first and 10. Cumberland ball will be on the Sarah Gordo 37 for the Pirates. Short field for Cumberland. We'll see if they can cash in here with some points. We'll see if uh, Coach Watkins wants to take a deep shot here. Take a shot at the end zone. Olmstead has yet to throw tonight as it needed to. Run game has been perfect. Worked him down the field perfectly. They'll come out shotgun. Four wide. It'll be Kaiser beside him. Takes the handoff to Kaiser. Keep it on the quarterback keeper on the option. And he fights forward for a couple. Looks like we'll mark him down for four. And that'll bring us to the end of the first quarter. After one, Pirates lead 28 to nothing. We'll be back with second quarter action in just a moment here on WCRA. Neil Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neil deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Enjoy the perfect blend at Coffee and Creams in Toledo, your one-stop destination for all things delicious. Craving a rich cup of joe? They have you covered with hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, and specialty sodas. Ask your barista to build one just for you. Hungry? They have breakfast sandwiches, ice cream, pizza, soups, salads, wraps, and even a kid's menu. They really do have all your taste buds in mind. So step into Coffee and Creams in Toledo, where every visit is the perfect blend of deliciousness. Coffee and Creams will be open till 11 on game nights, and players in uniform get free small cones. This is Cumberland High School Football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back to Cumberland High School. Pirates lead 28 to nothing here at the start of this second quarter. I want to thank our sponsor, Scott's Building Center, Bapco Midwest, First Neighbor Bank Toledo, Country Financial, Curtis Walker, and Lauren Holst, Apple Clap, Cuts Insurance, Pepsi, Gentry, Small Engine Repair, Coffee and Creams, Neil Tire Toledo, and the Toledo Democrat. Thanks to all of our sponsors for our broadcast tonight and all season long of Cumberland Pirate Football. You know, Cumberland will be taking over. It'll be second and six for the Pirates. Ball on the 34-yard line of Sarah Gordo. They'll come out shotgun. I see McNeekin and Harmon as the wide receivers on the left-hand side. Four wide. Kaiser running back on the right. Olmstead's going to move McNeekin in motion from left to right. Hand it off to McNeekin on the jet sweep. Looking for some running room. Breaks one tackle. Still on his feet. Breaks another, but not enough to really make too much of a gain. Maybe a yard. On that one. Well, we'll say it's about a yard. Actually, they're going to say no game. So we'll be third and six now. Third and six for the Pirates. Let's see what Coach Watkins wants to try here. Again, Cumberland is yet to throw the ball tonight. Haven't needed to, but maybe you do here. Shotgun. Three receivers bunched up on the right-hand side. Takes a snap. Olmstead Fakes. Now, it looks like they were set up the screen, but Olsen's going to run through it. He runs through another man. He's down to the 15, and he's going to be brought down at about the 11-yard line. A nice run from the quarterback, Olmstead. And a pirate first down. We'll mark it uh, down at the 11. So we'll say it's a... Uh, 
Uh, trying to do math in my head. It's never a good thing. Fifteen, twenty, twenty. I'll say a 23-yard run. It'll be first and ten, ball on the 11. Olmstead, shotgun, four wide again. Going to move McNeekin in motion one more time. Going to fake him to him on the jet sweep. Hand off to Kaiser. Looking for some running room. Up the middle. Spins away from one man. He's going to be brought down close to the five. Grant Kaiser on the carry. And we'll give him... Well, actually, they're saying it's a turnover. He fumbled it. Kaiser fumbled it. And they're going to say it's Sarah Gordo football. So Sarah Gordo will take over on the fumble from Kaiser. I just saw a big pile. I thought he was down, but apparently it will be a fumble. So Sarah Gordo will take over. It'll be first and ten. Sarah Gordo ball will be on their own four. You have to wonder how much pressure the Pirates bring here. On this one, that run game, though, started to work for Sarah Gordo. Weaver comes out, wing T, Davis the deep back. One receiver on the right-hand side. Weaver, going to keep it himself, just trying to move the pile. And they're going to mark him down after about a one-yard gain. He was trying the QB sneak, just trying to get him some, I think just trying to get a little bit of breathing room for the offense, and they got a couple. They'll say give him two. It'll be second and eight. Ball in their own five. They're still deep in their own territory. Play clock down to a nine seconds, and they haven't even broken the huddle yet. Now they'll break the huddle. You don't want to delay a game penalty here. They're hurrying up to the line, still hurrying up to the line. Still not everyone's there, and we got a did we get a timeout called? Yep, we got a timeout called. Derek Gordo was able to get a timeout just in the nick of time. So they'll take their first timeout with 9.50 left to go in this first half. We'll take a timeout as well. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You'll listen to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. At Gentry Small Engine Repair in Toledo, you'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Here to Cumberland High School. Let's take a look at that first neighbor bank Pluto area scoreboard update. Mount Carmel 13-0 over Gibson Southern Indiana in the first quarter. At last check, Shelbyville 14-0 over Newton in the first quarter. It's Payne at 14-6 over Vandalia. That game in the first quarter as well. Tuscola over Peru St. Beattie 19-12. That game at the half. And Troy Triad 21-7 over Matt Toon. Back here, it's all Pirates. As Sarah Gordo will line up now, taking a second down, second and five, second from the five, second down from the five. As looking to throw his weaver, he's under pressure, he's going to get sacked, and I think that may be a safety. Yes, it is a safety for the Pirates. 
safety for Cumberland. They brought the pressure. And the Pirates will get in with the safety. I couldn't see who that was who got it. As Cumberland with the safety here with 9.45 left to go in the first half. So Cumberland makes it now 30 to nothing on the safety, and they'll be taking over and getting the ball back as well. Again, there were two, both the ends for the Pirates were able to get in there and get him as a fog has started to roll in here at Cumberland High School. As now we'll have the punt from the safety. And it'll be punted from the 20, or kicked off, I should say, from the 20. as it will be Breeze to kick it. Pirates have three back to return. McNeekin's back deep. He's standing about the 25-yard line. He's kind of the deep man for this kick. After the Cumberland, the Cumberland defense forces the safety. Second kick of the night from... Freeze, the high kick, the good kick, will bounce about the 35. McNeekin's going to touch it and pick it up, looking to set up the return. He's to the 40, breaks through a couple men, and he's going to be brought down at about the 47, and that's where the Pirates will take over. So Cumberland will take over first and 10, the ball in their own 47. They lead 30 to nothing here with 9.39 left to go in the first half. It'll be a late one tonight due to the late start time. Here as we close in on quarter till 9 o'clock central time. Thanks for listening to us, whether you're on WCRA radio or online at fmradio.com. Wing T, they're going to move. That's Kaiser to the right side. They're going to move Herman to the right as well now. So he's the wing back. It's Kaiser on the right-hand side. Unless they've got a false start. Ball start on the Pirates to move him back five. As it looked like they, did, they the Pirates just weren't comfortable set up. So it'll be first and five now. Ball in the 42. First and five, ball in the 42-yard line. Pirates will come out shotgun, bunched on the right-hand side. I see McNeekin over there on the right-hand side. Kaiser, the running back on the right. Olmstead looking to throw. He's going to throw it. It's going to bounce off of McNeekin's hands, and it'll be incomplete. So Kaiser's, or excuse me, Olmstead's first throw of the night will go incomplete. Looking for McNeekin, and it will be second down, second and 15 for the Pirates. I thought they were trying to sit up there with McNeekin, but unfortunately he had Young all over him. As soon as McNeekin tried to catch it, Young hit him. High formation now for the Pirates. Bierman, the receiver on the left-hand side. McNeekin and Kaiser 
in that I formation. One receiver on the right-hand side as well. A little bit of a low snap, but Manikin's going to get it. Breaks one tackle. He's down to the 50. 45-40, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds to the 40-yard line, but enough for the first down. Give him about 17 on the run, and a pirate first down. First down for Cumberland. As Pirates have it now, first and 10 inside Bronco territory, down to the 41. And McMeekin will head to the sideline for a drink of water. Well deserved. The Pirates have it first and 10. First and 10 for Cumberland. Inside Bronco territory, the 41-yard line. Olmstead, shotgun, wing T. Now they're going to move Harmon and Kaiser to the right side. Now they're going to pitch it over to the right side. Looking for some blocks in front of him. Not a lot there. Give him about four or five on the carry. That was Logan Gerhardt on the carry. So we'll say it's a... Are they going to give him a four-yard gain? Yes, four yards. For Gerhardt. I'll bring up second down, second and six. For Cumberland. Second and six. Shotgun again for Cumberland. For Olmstead. Got Kaiser on the right hand side, two receivers on the left. Olmstead's going to hand it off to Kaiser. Kaiser looking for some running room. Get some blocks in front of him. He's down to the 25, down to the 20. Stiff arms a man. He's still up at the 15. Down to the 10. Carrying a man. He's carrying two. Down to the 6. Kaiser with a big run for the Pirates. We'll say it's a 30-yard gain. And a Cumberland first down. I tell you what, this uh, running back duo of McNeekin and Kaiser, a little smash and dash. One's going to put his head down and run right into you, and the other's just going to move around you. Uh, and throughout a game, that's going to wear on you as a defense. I tell you what, it'll be first and goal, Pirates from the six. I formation, Olmstead. McNeekin checks back in, and we got a flag. Looks like a false start. And yes, it will be. It'll be a false start on the Pirates. It'll move back five, so it'll make it first and goal now from the 11. Actually, they're going to say the 12, 12-yard 12 line, first and goal from the 12. As Cumberland will come out now, first and goal from the 12. Let's see what the Pirates want to do here. Olmstead will come out, shotgun. He has Kaiser on the right side. Kind of a double wing formation. Going to move. Meekin in motion. Snaps on the ground. It's going to be picked up. They're fighting for it. We'll see who's got it. And it will be Sarah Gordo football. It was a bad snap. He never had it. In Olmstead. And it will be a turnover on Cumberland. Second of the game. Sarah Gordo will take over now. First and 10, Sarah Gordo. There was a flag on a, for a false start, but it'll be declined. It'll be first and 10 here. 7.38 left to go in this first half. 30 to nothing. Cumberland still leads, but a second turnover for the Pirates. 
Pirate, and that turnover differential now, minus one. They've turned it over twice. They've gotten it once. Weaver will come out. Looks like wing half a tee on the right side. Two receivers on the left. Weaver takes snap, looking to throw. He pump fakes to the left, looking to the left. Got a man over there, and it's going to be incomplete. He is looking, it looks like, for Young. And said it will fall incomplete. So it'll be second and ten. Off the incomplete pass. He had a man. He had his fingers on it. Couldn't quite bring it in. Let him a little too much there. It'll be second and ten. Second and ten. For Sarah Gordo. They're still in the huddle here with ten seconds left. Now they'll break. They'll hurry up. Get to the huddle. Five seconds left on the play clock. Still trying to hurry up. Got to move one man in motion. They'll hand it off the, up the middle. Ball's on the ground, and I think Cumberland's got it. Yep. Pirate turnover. So Cumberland will take back over. Zach Harmon with the fumble recovery. He's had a nice night on defense. As he has one sack on the night and a fumble recovery now does Harmon. He may be in line for our Gentry Small Entry Repair Defensive Player of the Game. As Cumberland will take over. First and ten for the Pirates, and we'll have that little extended break here. An official's timeout for the, or actually they're going to say, yes, official's timeout here due to the heat. It's 30 to nothing. Cumberland leads. 728 left to go. It will be first and 10 Cumberland. They'll have the ball down on the 25-yard line. Don't forget, coming up in 728, we'll go to the Scott's Building Center halftime show where we'll get you updated on some stats. We'll also take a look at other games going around the area by checking out our First Neighbor Bank area scoreboard update as well. As again, if we look over at the Evapco Midwest scoreboard, you see Pirates lead 30 to nothing here with 728 left to go in this first half. It has been all Cumberland. Zergordo's put about one drive together, and that's about it. This defense has been pretty stout tonight for the Pirates. Offense been pretty good as well. Last drive notwithstanding. Two turnovers for the Pirates on a couple fumbles. Other than that, though, I think this Cumberland... Offense has looked pretty good tonight. So it will be that it will be Cumberland football. Cumberland will take over first and ten. Ball on the twenty five yard line. As the Sarah Gordo twenty five. As Olmstead will come out, I formation. McNeekin is the deep back. Kaiser in that fullback position. I <clears throat> formation from Olmstead. I look to hand it off. He will hand it off to McNeekin. McNeekin's got a block downfield. He's to the 10, 5, and he's in. He'll waltz in for the touchdown for the Pirates. Blake McNeekin giving four touchdowns on the night. That one from 25 yards out. And with 721 left, Pirates lead 36 to nothing as we await the extra point. 
25-yard touchdown run for Cumberland. Fourth of the night from McMeekin. Now we wait on the extra point. It will be an extra point. It will be Nobel to kick it. The senior. He's two for two tonight. Here's snap ball down. Kick up. Found the way. It's good. Extra point is good. Make it 37 to nothing. Pirates lead with 721 left to go in the half. Of course, that touchdown brought to you by First Neighbor Bank Toledo. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Come on Pirate Football on WCRA. Summer is winding down, and that means two things at Gentry Small Engine Repair. They're ready to service your outdoor equipment, like chainsaws and leaf blowers. Need repairs, parts, or something shiny and new? They can help kick off your season. Go see Gentry Small Engine to get your machines ready for fall and football season. Don't forget to have your generator spruced up and ready to roar for those tricky Illinois winners. Located on the north side of the square in Toledo, Gentry Small Engine is a very proud supporter of Cumberland Pirate football. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates football on WCRA. Welcome back here. Cumberland leads now 37 and up in here with 721 left to go in this first half. Let's get a quick look at our first neighbor Bank Toledo scoreboard update as we await on the kickoff here. Got any updates for you? Yes, Shelbyville 24 nothing over Newton. St. Beattie now trails Tuscola 19-12 at the half. Troy Tryon 27-7 over Matt Toon. North Vermillion currently beating Paris 14-13. That game is in the fourth quarter. Bahamas Seymour 7-6 over Morton at the half as well. FGM 10-0 over Robinson. That game in the second quarter can be heard on our sister station, Jack FM. As here's the kickoff again. It's another good kick. It'll bounce. It'll roll around. It'll be touched. It'll be picked up at about the 16-yard line. It'll be tripped up at about the 27. We'll say the 27-yard line. That was Mickey Turpak on the return for Sarah Gordo. And Weaver and company will try to get something going on offense. Weaver, four carries from the quarterback position. Four carries, no yards. One carry for six yards. It's really, it's been Davis. He's gotten... Most of the yardage tonight for Sarah Gordo. That's 19 yards. He leads the team. Weaver. Half a tee again on the right side. Takes a snap. Going to keep it himself. Looking for the running room. Nothing. Give him a yard. And that's about it. We'll give him a yard. That's about it. It's a little bit of a breeze that started to pick up. Starting to. Make it feel a little bit cooler out here tonight in Cumberland. Second and nine. Ball will be on the 29-yard line. That's the Sarah Gordo 29. Sarah Gordo going left to right on your radio dial. And glad you're tuning in tonight here on WCRA, or maybe you're online at FBMRadio.com, or you've downloaded the free FBM Radio app. However, you may be listening to Cumberland Pirate Football. We appreciate it. As it'll be a wing T, double T. Move one man in motion. Handoff will go to Davis. Davis, nope, they're going to hand it off on the other way. Got me fooled. As they went to the left side, instead of going up the middle with Davis. And that carry was Mendez. 
And we'll give Mendez, looks like they'll go them about three yards on his first carry of the night. So we'll say third and seven. So I guess they only marked him for two. So it'll be third and seven. Ball on the 32-yard line of Gordo. Shotgun with the wing on the right-hand side. Two receivers on the left as well for Weaver. He's going to throw. Throws it left side. It's going to be caught. Nope, incomplete. His man had it for half a second, heard the footsteps, and dropped it. He's looking for Chance Young. He had it, and there was a Cumberland defender bearing down on him, and so couldn't quite hang on through the contact. It'll be fourth down. And now we'll see what Sarah Gordo wants to do. As I think you, you have to punt here, I would think, being on your own 32-yard line, it looks like that's what they're going to do. So Beerman and McMeekin will line up to punt, or line up for the punt, I should say. And Freeze will be punting. As now we have a whistle. And it was a timeout from Sarah Gordo. So Sarah Gordo is going to take a timeout here with 541 left to go. 37 nothing. Pirates lead. It will be a fourth and seven. We'll stay right here. We'll get you updated again on that first neighbor bank area scoreboard. Uh, Marshall Wesleyan tied at zero in the first quarter. Troy Triad 27 over Matt Toon in the second quarter there. Uh, Mount Zion 21 nothing over Bartonville Limestone in the first quarter. Arcola 27 nothing over Nokomis in that game in the second quarter as well. Let me refresh and see if I can get some more score updates for you. Uh, Hillsborough 7 nothing over North Mac. Shelbyville 30 to nothing over Newton. That game's still in the first quarter according to reports. Taylorville 20 to 6 over Olney. That game in the second quarter. Maybe Taylorville put it together this season. FEM 17 nothing over Robinson. That game in the second quarter as well. We're trying 28 to 7. As Monmouth Seymour and Morton now 7-6 at the half in that one. Outside in 21-0 over Limestone. That's a look at kind of area action as of this point. And we'll try and get even more updates throughout the night. As looking to punt, again, is freeze. Freeze looking to punt. There's the snap. Here comes the punt. The high punt. It's angling over to the left. It's going to go past Beerman. It's going to take a good Sarah Gordo bounce. And Beerman's just going to fall on it. And it'll be down at about the 14-yard line. A great punt there from Sarah Gordo. Beerman kind of came up just a, a half a step and then realized, oh, I didn't need to come up. Trying to run it down. But unfortunately, by that point, it went over his head. And so it will be 1st and 10 Cumberland, ball on their own 14-yard line. A lot of green in front of the Pirates here. With 5.32 left to go in this first half. As it'll be Olmstead and company. Making their way out, shotgun. Kaiser. Bring back on the left-hand side. Going to move one man in motion from right to left. They'll hand it off on the jet sweep to the motion man. I believe that's Beerman. Beerman going to switch hands. Still got it. And he's going to be down at about the 18-yard line. So we'll mark him for a gain of 
about four, four on the carry. For Beerman. We'll say it's now second. We'll say second and five, five or six, right in there. Second and either five or six, however you want to word it. I formation for the Pirates. Two receivers on the left-hand side. McNeekin the deep back. They'll hand it off to McNeekin. He's looking for a running room. This time on the left-hand side, he's going to bounce outside. And he's going to go out of bounds at about the 26-yard line. But it will be enough for a Pirate first down. Give him, give him seven on that carry. Oh, another Pirate first down. As McNeekin's just been almost untouchable here tonight. Well over 100 yards already. Here in the first half. 4.51 left to go in this first half. Pirates with the ball. And already on the move. Already got one first down on this drive. They'll come out in a pistol this time. Two receivers on the right-hand side. McNeekin is the deep back. And there's the snap. It's going to pitch it out to McNeekin. Looking for running room on the right. Good block. And McNeekin's going to get down to about the 34-yard line. So we'll say McMeekin with about a five-yard gain on that one. Brings up second down. Second down for the Pirates. Actually, they're going to say six, so it'll be second and four. Four twenty left to go in this first half. Shotgun, two running backs. That is Kaiser and McMeekin. Now McMeekin will move in motion. They'll hand it off to Kaiser, looking for running room. He's got it on the right side. He's going to get to the outside. It's a foot race down the sideline. He's to the 20. And he's going to be pushed out of bounds at about the 19. A big run for the Pirates. We'll say about a 42-yard run there by Kaiser. And he's closing in. Well, he's over 100 yards as well as this Pirate offense. Is just running the ball at will here tonight. That'll be first and 10 Cumberland inside the 20. Cumberland in the red zone. Try and put more points on the board before the end of the half here. 3.50 left to go in the half. 37 nothing Pirates lead. Gonna move one man in motion. They'll hand it off to the motion man. That's McNeekin on the jet sweep. Looking to cut back up field. Doesn't have a lot of blocks. He's just going to lower his head and try and get as much as he can, and he's going to get knocked out of bounds. Just outside the 10. So we'll give him a gain of, uh, looks like about four on that one. So we'll say, actually, they're going to give him six. So it'll be second and four. Ball on about the 14-yard line for the Pirates. Eye formation this time. Cumberland in the eye. Olmstead's going to hand it off, looking for some running room on the left-hand side. Brought down inside the five. And that may have been... May have been wall ball on the carry. Nope, check that. That was uh, Cade McMeekin on the carry. And 
And it's a first down. We'll say again a six. Here with 2.20 left to go. First and goal now. Ball in the six. McNeek in the deep back. High formation again. Looking for some running room. Good block in front of him. Spins away from one tackle. Tries to lunge at the end zone. He's going to be just short. Give him five on that carry. Just short. It'll be a second goal from the one. Second goal. We'll see if they just do a QB keeper up the middle. With Olmstead. Try the old QB sneak from the one. Well, we'll come out in that heavy set. Olmstead will hand it off to McMeekin, and he's going to waltz in. Blank McMeekin from one yard out. Give him another touchdown. Why not? Five on the night. The Pirates lead 43 to nothing here with 1.30 left to go. One yard run from McMeekin. As we'll await the extra point from Nebel. As this Pirates team has just been lights out on both sides of the football. We await the kick. Their snap ball down kick is up, and it's good. Just through. Extra point is good. Make it 44 to nothing here with 90 seconds left to go in this first half. And like we said, it's been all Cumberland in this first half as the Pirates have not looked at this point even touched hardly thus far. Let's, uh, again, check the course of that touchdown brought to you by First Neighbor Bank Toledo. As trying to check out a couple more scores for you, if I can. Mm, nothing. There. As we keep scouring the interwebs to try and find you as many scores as we can. I'll pass a Ridley over Macon, 15 nothing. That was seven minutes left to go in the half. And Tuscola over St. Beattie, again, that's 19-12 at the half at last check. We'll do one more one more check before we get the kickoff. Well, maybe we won't. Well, we'll wait till probably halftime to check out some more scores for you. As Nibble, as the ball teed up, as he awaits the whistle. There's the kick. It's a decent kick. It'll bounce at about the 30, and it'll just stop. That's where it'll get picked up, down to about the 35 for Sarah Gordo. That was Gavin Connor on the return. The ball just kind of landed in front of him. Yeah, he just, it bounced at the 30, and it just popped right in the ground. He just kind of picked it up like, I guess I'll take this. And he ran for about five, and that was it. Actually, they're going to say it was four yards. So it'll be first and 10, Sarah Gordo, ball on the 34-yard line. 
with 127 left to go in this first half. 44 to nothing. It's been all Cumberland in this first half. Weaver will come out this time in that wing tee. Boy, now one other person join, and we're going to get a timeout from Sarah Gordo. As they weren't fast enough, so they have to burn their last timeout due to the Broncos. The last timeout for Sarah Gordo here with 127 left to go in the half. 44 to nothing. Just got an update from Mr. Sparks over in Robinson, where Effingham currently leads 17 to nothing at the half over Robinson. As let's thank our sponsors one more time. Scott's Building Center, of course, coming up here in just about 90 seconds or so of game time. We'll be at the Scott's Building Center halftime show. Also want to thank you, Babco Midwest, First Neighbor Bank Toledo, Country Financial, Curtis Walker, and one whole step clap, Cuts Insurance, Pepsi, Gentry, Small Engine Repair, Coffee and Creams, Neil Tyron Toledo, and the Toledo Democrats. So it's 44 to nothing here at the half. Well, about a minute 27 left in the half. You never know. Pirates could get one more on the board before the end of the half. Force a turnover, and then you never know what could happen. As Wing T or Weaver and the Broncos. They move one man in motion from left to right. They'll fake it, hand off to one, hand it off to the other on the left side. Not much of a running lane. That was Battinger. Making it about a one-yard gain. So it'll be second and nine. As now we just have 50 seconds left. We'll see if we get another another play. Obviously, we will. Wing T again, and off up the middle to Davis, and he's going to be hammered right at the line for no gain. Now just 20 seconds left. And the Broncos don't need to run another play. I don't know if they will or not. Here at third and eight. Ball on the 36. Nine seconds left. Eight seconds left. Looks like they may get, try one last heave, but they're not even going to get it off. They're going to say they did get it off, and it's incomplete. So they got one last playoff, and it's incomplete, and at the half, it's 44 to nothing. Your Cumberland Pirates lead. We will take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at halftime stats here on the Scott Building Center Halftime Show. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates football on WCRA. Summer is winding down, and that means two things at Gentry Small Engine Repair. They're ready to service your outdoor equipment, like chainsaws and leaf blowers. Need repairs, parts, or something shiny and new that can help kick off your season. Go see Gentry Small Engine to get your machines ready for fall and football season. 
Don't forget to have your generator spruced up and ready to roar for those tricky Illinois winners. Located on the north side of the square in Toledo, Gentry Small Engine is a very proud supporter of Cumberland Pirate football. If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhood thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapple-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Neal Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neal deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Enjoy the perfect blend at Coffee and Creams in Toledo, your one-stop destination for all things delicious. Craving a rich cup of joe? They have you covered with hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, and specialty sodas. Ask your barista to build one just for you. Hungry? They have breakfast sandwiches, ice cream, pizza, soups, salads, wraps, and even a kid's menu. They really do have all your taste buds in mind. So step into Coffee and Creams in Toledo, where every visit is the perfect blend of deliciousness. Coffee and Creams will be open till 11 on game nights, and players in uniform get free small cones. Windows, doors, siding, and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Scott's asks that you make sure to mark your calendars for their 65th anniversary celebration that will be on July 16th. This is the Cumberland Pirates Halftime Report on WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. It's half the half. It's been all your Cumberland Pirates. They lead 44 to nothing. Welcome into the Scotts Building Center Halftime Show. Pirates got that lead. Uh, got it right away. 11.40 left to go. First play from the Alina scrimmage. And Cumberland with a 64-yard touchdown run by Blake McMeekin. Two-point converted. That made it 8 to nothing. And with 9.51 left to go in that first quarter. There's a one-yard touchdown run by Blake McMeekin. Extra point was good, made it 15-0. Then a nine-yard touchdown run with 7.07 left to go in the first quarter by Grant Kaiser. No good on the extra point due to a bad stat, made it 21-0. 5.46 left to go in the first quarter. 17-yard touchdown run by Blake McMeekin. His third of the night at that point. Extra point was good, made it 28-0. Then with 9.45 left to go in the first half, Pirates got a safety, made it 30-0. 7.21 left to go. 
in the first half. It was 25-yard touchdown run by who else? Blake McMeekin. His fourth run at that point. Extra point was good. Made it 37 to nothing. And then with a minute 30 left to go here in the half, it was a one-yard touchdown run from Blake McMeekin. Extra point was good. Made it 44 to nothing. Let's take a look at those stats. First for your Cumberland Pirates. They were led in offense by Blake McMeekin. 14 attempts, 170 yards on the ground, five touchdowns. It was uh, Grant Kaiser. He had six attempts for 144 yards. He's right there, one touchdown for him. Also carrying the football, Logan Gerhardt, one run for four yards. It was Kelby Beerman, one run for four yards. And also it was Cade McMeekin, one run for six yards. Throwing the ball, Olmstead is 0 for 1. He does have two carries for 27 yards on defense. Uh, Zach Harmon has been the big one tonight. He has a fumble recovery and a sack. Also, uh, big on defense was Hudson McElravey thus far. He has an interception. Don't forget the Cumberland Pirates have that safety as well. Pirates do have two turnovers on two fumbles here tonight. For Sarah Gordo, offensively, they were led by Davis. Davis has seven carries for 19 yards. That's it. Uh, Also uh, getting some action uh, Gavin Larrick has one carry for six yards. It was one carry for Ian Bettinger for one yard. And also it was uh, Azul Mendez with one carry for two yards. It was Weaver having uh, five carries for one yard. He's over six throwing the ball and one interception. That means as a team, let me calculate this really quickly, uh, six Carry the one, bring that over to there. 29 yards of total offense tonight for Sarah Gordo. Has the Pirate defense been uh, lights out? I think they have. Cumberland's also forced two turnovers on defense, one on the interception, one on the fumble on uh, the first two of the first three drives for Sarah Gordo. So uh, this has been all Pirates here in this first half here with 8.50 Left to go before we start in the second half. And you have to wonder, um, I know usually it's not until um, the fourth quarter we get a running clock. So we'll have to see with the uh, the heat and, and everything like that, what exactly that process is going to be. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait, wait on that and see where exactly uh, we're going to be doing that. But right now the Pirates are up by that Magic 40 number. And so we'll have to wait and see exactly what they want to do uh, or what exactly the, the plan is uh, for that. But for right now, it has been all Cumberland. And here at the halftime, I'll give you my uh, initial play of the game brought to you by uh, Country Financial, Curtis Walker, Lauren Holstaff, there's a couple of them that you could be picked from. That's tonight's final play of the game. Uh, the interception was big. The run by McMeekin there in the uh, – the very first play of the game was big. The safety was big. Uh, just a, a lot of big plays tonight from Cumberland on both sides of the football. Uh, it's going to make it hard to choose tonight's play of the game. Defensive player of the game, I think, we're, at least early on, we're leaning towards Zach Harmon. Had a good night as well. So, again, stick around to the post-game show. Where we'll have a recap of all of that and picking our winners there. We're also going to... Step aside for the moment. When we come back, we will have a look at your first neighborhood area scoreboard update right here on your home for Cumberland Pirate football. We're at the half. Pirates lead 44 to nothing. We'll be back in just a moment here on WCRA. Hey, let's go! 
The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promised to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go Pirates! Your small business deserves big coverage, and that's what Cuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual provide. We protect your future and your peace of mind with comprehensive and customized coverages you can rely on to run your business smoothly. Keep your sights set on the future. Trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent, at Cuts Insurance today for all your business insurance needs. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. When you have a project to get done and you don't have the equipment you need, try Scott's Building Center in Drina. Scott's has a rental center where you can rent anything from mini excavators, skid steers, electric jackhammers, utility and dump trailers, plus much more. For a fee, they can also deliver. Call or stop by today and see what all they have to offer. Their staff will help you get the equipment you need and help you with every project you have. So don't try to do the job without the right equipment. See Scott's Building Center on Route 40 in Drina. That dream of retiring a millionaire is well within reach at Evapco. They're hiring now for an electrical technician. Job duties include troubleshooting electrical circuits, navigating PLCs, reaching electrical schematics, and more. Must be a self-starter in communicating the best practices in wiring to assembly. Evapco offers exceptional wages and benefits, including profit sharing. And yes, many have retired millionaires. Apply today at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal Opportunity Employer. This is Cumberland High School Football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School at the half. It has been all Cumberland Pirates thus far. Has, like we said, 29 yards of offense for Sarah Gordo. That's it. That is it for uh, the Sarah Gordo offense. So they need to try and come to life here in the second half if possible. Let's take a look at that first neighbor bank of Toledo scoreboard update as Mount Carmel over Gibson Southern. 14 nothing that game at second quarter last check. Hillsborough 7 nothing over North Mac that game in the first quarter. Shelbyville 36 nothing over Newton last check on that one. Pena 15-6 over Vandalia. It's Gillespie 7-6 over Piasaw in that game at the half. Taylorville, 27-6 over only at the half. Um, at Seymour over Morton, 14-12. That game in the third quarter. Tuscola, 19-12 over Peru St. Beattie. Uh, Marshall and Trenton Wesleyan tied at zero last track. Troy Triad, 28-7 over Mattoon at the half. It's Casey, 7-0 over Red Hill. That game at the half. Effingham, uh, they currently lead Robinson, 17-0. That game in the third quarter. Arcola, 27-8 over Nokomis. That game in the second quarter as well. And we do have a final as Paris got the win over North Vermillion, 21-14. So that is what we're looking at here as far as football goes in our area. Lots of games in progress that we'll try and get wrapped up tonight. As a lot of games had to get moved back due to the weather so um, because of the, the heat. So definitely want to play it safe. Next week, I already looked ahead at the uh, weather. It is um, going to be nice and cool for some football on Friday night. Next Friday night, Pirates travel to St. 
Sagamon Valley up in Nyaka for the Week 2 matchup against Sagamon Valley, and we'll talk more about that coming up uh, post-game with Coach, but still there's another half of football left to be played here in Cumberland, where the Pirates lead 44 to nothing over the Sierra Gordo Broncos. So we will take one more break here in the Scott's Building Center halftime update, and when we come back, we'll have a look at your keys to the second half here on your home for Cumberland Pirate Football, WCRA. Neal Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neal deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Enjoy the perfect blend at Coffee and Creams in Toledo, your one-stop destination for all things delicious. Craving a rich cup of joe? They have you covered with hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, and specialty sodas. Ask your barista to build one just for you. Hungry? They have breakfast sandwiches, ice cream, pizza, soups, salads, wraps, and even a kid's menu. They really do have all your taste buds in mind. So step into Coffee and Creams in Toledo, where every visit is the perfect blend of deliciousness. Coffee and Creams will be open till 11 on game nights. And players in uniform get free small cones. At Gentry Small Engine Repair in Toledo, you'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promised to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go Pirates! This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here, Cumberland High School. I want to thank our sponsors one more time here in this half. Scott's Building Center, of course, you've been listening to the Scott's Building Center halftime show. Evapco Midwest, First Neighbor Bank Toledo, Country Financial, Curtis Walker, Lauren Hole, Sapple Clap, Cuts Insurance, Pepsi, Gentry Small Engine Repair, Coffee and Creams, Neil Tyron Toledo, and Toledo Democrat. Let's get you those keys to the second half. As we mentioned, 29 total yards for Sarah Gordo in that first half. And uh, just to point out the discrepancy, uh, the Pirates have uh, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. Pirates have four runs by individual players for more than 29 yards. Epic Meekin has a run for 64. Now, he also has one for 25, but we're not counting that one. Um, Olmstead had a run for 23. Again, not quite the 29 that we're looking for, but uh, 64 yards for McMeekin, and then it was Kaiser has a runs for 40, 30, and 42. I think it's our four more than the entire Sarah Gordo offense in that first half. So that just uh, explains the, the domination here of the Cumberland Pirates here 
in that first half, and it will be Sarah Gordo football, though, to start the second half. And again, uh, keys to the second half, if you are the Pirates, don't change anything. Don't change a thing uh, if you're Cumberland. Now, I do see, looks like Eli Corpus, the freshman, is warming up for Sarah Gordo. So, looks like Weaver's night may be done. And we'll just kind of have to keep our eyes open and look and see maybe second strings for both offenses. So, We'll we'll see what we we see and we'll try and get you those updated numbers. But I just I see uh, in the middle of the field Neil Corpus warming up for Sarah Gordo throwing the ball. So we'll have to see if we do get second stringers in for for both teams on both sides of the football. But if you're Cumberland again, keep the aggression up, keep it keep it up. Don't let up on the gas pedal. Keep the foot down and keep going. If you are uh, uh, on both sides, offense and defense, I like what I've seen out of this Pirate team in total here tonight. Uh, just a, a complete, complete domination here from the Pirates tonight on both sides of the football, and I want to see them keep it up here in the second half. Your Sarah Gordo, hey, get some varsity minutes for some of your your second stringers. This is a team that, like we said last year, went one and eight. Um, they're they're trying to rebuild. They're trying to get better um, and getting some of those younger younger classmen. Some experience in a varsity game is going to go a long way, maybe not this year, but maybe next year or the year after that as well. So um, that's what that's what I think uh, if I'm Sarah Gordo, I'm, I'm looking at because uh, this game just has not gone your way. Now, we haven't got a, a decision yet as far as running clock goes. Once I find that out, I will make sure to let you know. But it will be Sarah Gordo football. As like I said, a little bit of a breeze, not enough to really make the flag move. And it may not even be a breeze. It just may feel a little breezy, if that makes sense, just because we haven't felt a breeze in a while. Um, but hey, it's finally starting to cool down a little bit, and a little bit of fall will we'll enter the first half of the week before we get back to some a little bit of hot temperatures towards the end of next week. But that's for next week to worry about. For this week, enjoy the weather for tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. As... Cumberland will be kicking. I mean, Neville out to kick. He's got the ball just about teed up and ready to go here. Cumberland will be facing the left side. So, Cumberland right to left. Sergio will be going left to right on your radio dial, and they'll be receiving the football here to start this second half. 44 nothing. Cumberland leads. 24 minutes left of football. As Nibble has the ball teed up. As Nibble waits for the whistle on this hot August night in the first week of football. We are halfway through the first week of football, at least up here at Cumberland. As I see, there's an ambulance. As we had a, we had a Sarah Gordo player over on the sidelines go down. Or a coach. I, I can't tell from my vantage point. But there is, on the far side of the field, we do have someone down outside of the end zone. On the far side of the field. 
And right now, both teams now are getting off the field. Are just kind of they're kind of huddling right now. Like I said, from my vantage point, I cannot tell if it is a player, a coach, or who exactly that is over there on the on the far side of the field. So we are not going to speculate at this point in time. But it looks like it is uh, Sarah Gordo. Related, and it's on their sidelines. It's not a, a ref or anything. They are bringing the stretcher out. Right now, everyone just down on the knee, just waiting to, to, to hear. I, I didn't even see it, but everyone was lined up, and I was wondering what we were all waiting on. And then I saw some commotion there in the back corner of the end zone on the far side of the field. So it looks like there is somebody down. So we are going to step away for a moment while they get this taken care of. When we come back, we will have the second half kickoff. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. Share the road during harvest season. Cuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual want your help protecting our hardworking farmers. While they're hard at work, let's keep their safety in mind while traveling our roadways. Slowing down and paying attention helps keep everyone safe. Together, we can trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at Cuts Insurance today for all your insurance needs. Trust in Tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. Cumberland Football is here again. The First Neighbor Bank knows there is nothing better than home field advantage. That's why we offer basic checking with no monthly service charge, along with interest-bearing checking for both consumers and businesses, plus a wide array of personal consumer, business, and agriculture loans. While away from home, bank from anywhere with First Neighbor's online banking and mobile app. First Neighbor Banking, green up into Toledo, firstneighborbank.com. An equal housing lender member of FDIC. All loans subject to credit approval. Now, enjoy the game, and let's go Pirates. Well, I like the way this game is going right now. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School as we were just moments away from the start of the second half when um, a Sarah Gordo, um, I believe it's a, uh, I don't want to speculate, but it is a member of the Sarah Gordo football um, family went down on the far side of the field back corner of the end zone on the far side of the field. They're being tended to right now by medical personnel who are here as they are at every high school football game. They are attempting to get that person uh, loaded up onto a backboard and a stretcher. Don't want to, you know, say anything that's happening. I I don't know. Can't tell from my vantage point. Um, I didn't didn't see what happened to begin with. Um, I just know everyone was lined up for the kickoff and then Suddenly we weren't kicking off, and, and there was a commotion that was set in the back back corner of the end zone. So right now, again, this is a great reminder to make sure you, you know, drink drink water. It's hot out here. You know, yes, it's cooling down, but it's still hot. Um, it, you know, it, it, this is this is kind of what we were concerned about, you know, with, with seeing the, the weather, what it was all week. Um, leading up to this, that uh, it was just going to be um, just just a lot for for people's bodies to handle, um, and you know we we're still awaiting um, that person is is still being tended to right now. 
um, in the in that back corner of the end zone, and we have um, a couple of possibly volunteer firemen are are heading over who were here in the crowd as well, um, just trying to offer their services. Again, can't can't tell from my vantage point what exactly it was that happened. Um, and it looks like uh, that person is still on on the ground and still being tended to at this point. So right now we are in a little bit of a, a delay um, be, because of this, um, and hopefully everything is, is okay uh, with that person. We're going to step aside again. You're listening to Crumble Power Football on WCRA. When you have a project to get done and you don't have the equipment you need, try Scott's Building Center in Greenup. Scott's has a rental center where you can rent anything from mini excavators, skid steers, electric jackhammers, utility and dump trailers, plus much more. For a fee, they can also deliver. Call or stop by today and see what all they have to offer. Their staff will help you get the equipment you need and help you with every project you have. So don't try to do the job without the right equipment. See Scott's Building Center on Route 40 in Greenup. That dream of retiring a millionaire is well within reach at Evapco. They're hiring now for an electrical technician. Job duties include troubleshooting electrical circuits, navigating PLCs, reaching electrical schematics, and more. Must be a self-starter in communicating the best practices in wiring to assembly. Evapco offers exceptional wages and benefits, including profit sharing. And yes, many have retired millionaires. Apply today at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal Opportunity Employer. This is Cumberland High School Football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. As if you're just tuning in, um, we were just about ready to begin the second half of football. Pirates leading 44 to nothing, uh, getting ready to kick off. And uh, there was some commotion on the far side of the field in the back corner of the end zone, towards the back corner of the end zone. If you've ever been here to the Cumberland football field it's kind of a track around the outside and it's right in between the track and the the corner of the end zone um far left so the far back corner um which is where sarah gordo was gathering for their their halftime they had broken that they had done their stretches and both teams were were lined up cumberland was completely lined up on the 40 yard line sarah gordo was back to return the kick and suddenly there was a commotion um and, and uh, there, there was an individual down on the ground. Um, that individual is, is still being tended to at this point. Um, I, that's all I know. Um, don't know if it is a... Uh, it's obviously a member of the Sarah Gordo football family, but we don't know anything besides that at this point. We're not going to conjecture. We're not going to speculate on, on exactly uh, who that person may be. Um, but they are being tended to right now by a host of people in the ambulance that's here on scene at all high school football games uh, immediately started tending to that individual. Um, that's what caught my attention first was I saw flashing lights out of the corner, um, and they're tending to that person. Uh, it looks like that individual has been loaded up on the stretcher, and they'll get a round of, of applause they're going to be taken into the ambulance here. That is a, a, a good sign that at least they're on the on the stretcher. 
and and heading into the ambulance, uh, possibly just someone. Again, you know, this is this is what not just us here in Cumberland, but everyone in the state of Illinois was worried about. With this being the first Friday of high school football, it takes your body a little bit to get conditioned to the you know playing football. Yes, I know these kids have been practicing and they're in good shape and everything like that, but it's a little more when you're actually playing a game against somebody. And, you know, you add that in with the heat and the humidity. It was just something that I know a lot of coaches, fans, players, uh, officials were concerned about here tonight and uh, in the entire state. So hopefully that player, again, is, is okay. If it is a player, if it's a coach, whoever that individual is, hopefully they are okay as the parents are now lined back up for, for this this kickoff of the second half and, and Sarah Gordo will come out as well as we will get set to begin the second half here momentarily after that brief delay. And we will try our best to keep an update. We're getting an update, I should say. On the individual. So it will be Cumberland kicking off. It will be Neville. Two kick for the Pirates. There's the kick. And it will bounce at about the 25-yard line. That's where it will be picked up by Sarah Gordo. Not a lot of running room. He immediately brought down. That was uh, number two, Miller Geiger on the carry. The sophomore, as we alluded to, it looks like we are seeing second strings in for both teams. So we will try and get names and numbers to you as best we can. You know, in at quarterback, it will be Corpus, Eli Corpus. Saw him getting ready. As it will be first and 10 for Sarah Gordo ball on their own 28-yard line. Nope, check that. It will still be Weaver in there at quarterback. So still first string Offense, at least for the moment, for Sarah Gordo. Weaver's going to pitch it outside to Davis, looking for some running room. Nothing there. Brought down. Looks like a loss of one for Davis. A loss of one by Davis on the play. Brings up, actually, they're going to say loss of two. So it'll be second and 12. For Sarah Gordo. Ball will be on the 26-yard line. Weaver again, and this time in the wing tee again. Davis is the deep back, going to move one man in motion. They'll hand it off. Nope, ball's on the ground. Weaver's going to pick it back up. And it will be a loss. We'll say a loss of two. Lost a two by Weaver. As it'll now be third down. Third, it looks like about uh, 12, 13. As now Corpus is in there at quarterback. Move one man in motion. Pitches it to the motion man. 
on the handoff, and I'm going to cut back up field and brought down. I believe that was, yes, that was uh, Mendez, and we'll give him him about five on that carry. It'll bring up fourth down, fourth and nine. Fourth and nine for Sarah Gordo, and I believe we will see a punt here from the Broncos. As back deep to return for the Pirates. I believe I saw uh, Chase Farr back there. And there's the punt. It's a high punt. Not very deep. It'll bounce at about the 45, and it'll go no further. Down to about the 44. That's the Pirate 44. So we won't get a return, and that's where the Pirates will set up on their own 44-yard line. There is a running clock, by the way. I did want to point that out here. So we're already down to 840 in this ballgame. 44 nothing. Pirates lead. 44 to nothing. Cumberland still leads. And Cumberland will have their first offensive set here of the second half. I believe we'll see second string in for the Pirates as well. Again, we'll try and get you names as best we can. As it looks like it'll be Hudson McElravey in a quarterback. For the Pirates, he's got four wide, running back on the right-hand side as well. Tate Snap is going to keep it himself, quarterback keeper, looking for some running room, give him about a yard. So one yard on the carry there by Hudson McElravey. Second and nine, ball on the 46-yard line. Also out there for the Pirates, I see Chase Farr, as well as Logan Aaron out there, as well for Cumberland. That will be McElravey. Comes out I formation. So that's Farr in the backfield. In this I formation, he'll get the ball in the handoff, looking for some running room on the left. Maybe a yard, that's about it. We'll give him a yard, and it'll be third down, third and eight for the Pirates here. Seven minutes left to go. Here in this third quarter, 44 to nothing, Pirates lead. As Cumberland will come out shotgun. Now they're moving everyone over to the right. Now we're going to get a timeout here from Cumberland. As they just weren't set up on offense correctly. So Coach Watkins will take a timeout here with 6.36 left to go in the third quarter. 44 to nothing. Pirates lead. We'll take a 30-second break as well. And you'll listen to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. Neil Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years. And they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neal deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. WCRA. 
welcome back here to Cumberland High School. It'll be third and eight ball on the Cumberland 47-yard line. Right, we'll see what the Pirates draw up here on this third down. It'll be a shotgun. Three wide receivers on the right and one receiver on the left. For McElravey. McElravey, three receivers on the right-hand side. Takes the snap out of the shotgun. Quick setting up the screen over to Farr. He's going to catch it, but for no gain. May have lost a yard. As they will give him a loss of one, and that will bring a fourth down. So it looks like the Pirates will be having their first punt of the game. Here was just six minutes left to go in the third quarter. 44-0, Cumberland leads. Pirates will be punting. It will be Harmon back to punt for Cumberland. Harmon will be punting from about his 34-yard line. There's the snap. There's the punt. It was almost blocked. Harmon able to get it away. Nice punt. It'll be caught at about the 25, setting up the return. Looking for some blockers. On the outside, going to go right up the middle instead, down to about the 40. As that was Ian Bettinger. Bettinger, excuse me, on the return for Sarah Gordo. And that's where the Broncos will take over. First and 10 for Sarah Gordo. Ball on their own 45 yard, or 40 yard line. Sarah Gordo will take over. First and 10. As out will come Corpus. Corpus directing traffic. He'll be in kind of a pistol with a wing back on the right-hand side. Takes a snap. He's going to look to throw. Throws it across the middle. It's going to be incomplete. Had a man. He dropped it. Thus far, Sarah Gordo is... Oh, for 7, throwing the football tonight. They're, they're attempting it. It's just not working out. Sometimes it's hitting the guys right in the hands. They just aren't able to hold on to it. That'll bring up second and 10. Ball still on the 40. With just over four minutes left to go here in this third quarter. Purpose will come out again. Wing T, he's under center. One receiver on the left, one on the right. Corpus going to move a man in motion from left to right. Going to hand it off. Looking for some room on the right-hand side. Brought down at about the 45. As that was Davis on the run. Given five. That brings it up third and five. Sarah Gordo with a couple of second stringers in, but also still some of their starters in as well. will come out. Wing T again. Take snap. He's looking to throw. Looking left side and off his receiver's hands and incomplete. Again, they're not bad throws at all from, from Sarah Gordo from Weaver or Corpus. They just unfortunately are not being caught and they'll bring up fourth down now. 
fourth and five. Ball on the 46, and at this point, you might as well go for it, right? I mean, you're in that weird territory. And it looks like they will be going for it. Will Saragordo. Fourth down, fourth and five. Corpus, wing T again. Going to move one man in motion. They'll hand it off to the right side. He's got enough for the first and more. Down to the 50, 45, and brought down about the 43-yard line. That was Mendez on the run. And about 13 on the carry. And that'll be, I believe, the, the, the third first down of the night for Sarah Gordo. And it, it's only the second time Sarah Gordo's gotten it into pirate territory tonight. It'll be first and 10, ball on the 41-yard line of the Pirates. Here are two minutes left to go to the third quarter. Wing T again. Going to hand it off up the middle, upended after about a gain of four. That carry was by Minders. Lucas Minders, the freshman, goes for four yards. Inside the 40, down to the 38-yard line. That'll be second down. 90 seconds left in this third quarter. Don't forget, coming up, we'll have your post-game show. We'll take a look at your stats as well as announce our play of the game and our defensive player of the game as well. Half a tee again. Takes the snap, looking to throw. Throws it across the middle. It's going to be caught. And it'll be down inside the 30 for a first down. First pass completion from either team of the night. That one will go for about nine yards. And it was... Uh, first down. That was Benninger, I believe, on the catch. For nine yards and a first down. We'll come out again, wing T. For Corpus. Going to hand it off up the middle. Met and stood up. Just immediately stood up by the Pirate defender. That was Waylon Thornton on the tackle. As that was Minders trying to run it, and he got a yard, and that's it. So we'll come out again, wing T, here with just 10 seconds left in the third quarter. Get one more playoff. Wing T again, handoff on the counter to the right side this time. Trying to plow over men and does, lost the football, got it back though. That was Barger, Colton Barger on the carry. I said he lost it and then gained it back. We'll say it's a, close to a first. We're waiting on official marking. Oh, they're going to say it was a fumble and it's... I don't know. We'll get an official word on what exactly happened when we start the fourth quarter in just a moment. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. At Gentry Small Engine Repair in Toledo, you'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. 
Go see the Magentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School as we get set to begin our fourth quarter. Pirates lead 44 to nothing, but Sarah Gordo is threatening. Okay. Well, I thought they said, yeah, it's going to be a first down. First and 10 for Sarah Gordo. Ball will be on the 16-yard line. Sarah Gordo has it first and 10 on the Pirates 16. We'll see if Cumberland can keep the shutout alive. As out will come Corpus. And this offense, which has moved pretty well with him at the helm, I will say. They'll huddle up. Now they'll break the huddle. And they'll come out. Wing T. For Corpus. Takes snap. He's looking to throw. He's under pressure. He's going to get sacked. Second sack of the night for the Pirate Defenders. That one a loss of almost 10. We'll say it's a loss of 9. Loss of 9 right there by the Pirates. Or for the Pirates, I should say. Sarah Gordo losing 9 on the sack. Second sack of the night for this Pirate defense. Make it second 19. Ball will be on the 25-yard line. As Corpus will come out again. Be right under center, wing T. Corpus fakes the handoff. No, he will hand it off up the middle. Not a lot of running room. Give him about three for the running back, just straight up the middle. As that was Minders with the carry. And they're going to give him about two. That's up to third and 19. Here with 10 and a half, or third and 17, excuse me, here with 10 and a half minutes left to go in this ballgame. They're going to try to get on the board. Third down. Half that T on the right side. Corpus looking to throw. He's going to throw it right side. It will be caught. Gain of a couple. I'll say it's about a. Two-yard gain. Yeah, we'll say three. Three-yard gain. And I believe... I believe that was Minder. Well... I believe it was Minder's on the catch. I'll say it's Minder's on the catch. And Sarah Gordo's going to take a timeout and discuss it here. Fourth and 15, ball on the Cumberland 21-yard line. We'll see what uh, Sarah Gordo wants to do here. They want to keep their chance of putting points on the board alive. they got to try and convert this fourth down. But it won't be an easy one, that's for sure. 
Hey, let's check out our first neighbor, Bank of Toledo Area Scoreboard Update. Mount Carmel, 14-6 to over Gibson Southern. That game in the third quarter. Pena, 21-13 over Vandalia in the second quarter. Shelby, all over Newton, 42 to nothing. That game in the third quarter. Hillsborough, 7-0 over North Mac. That game in the first quarter at last check. Calypsi, 7-2-6 over Piasson. That game at the half. <clears throat> Taylorville, 34-6 over Olney in the third quarter. Morton, 20-14 over Muhammad Seymour, that came in the fourth. Troy Triant, 42-14 over Matt Toon in the third quarter. It's all Casey, 26 to nothing in the fourth quarter against Red Hill Tri-Valley, 14 nothing over Warrensburg at Latham. FGM, 24-7 in the fourth quarter against Robinson. And we already have one final Paris over North Vermillion, 21-14. to <coughs> so also They're going to try and kick a field goal from here. They're going to kick it. It looks like they'll be kicking it from about the 31-yard line where the ball will be placed. No wind. There's the snap. It's a low snap. There's the kick. It's up. It's on the way. No good. Missed it right. So kick and no good. So it's freeze on the kick, and the Pirates will take over. It'll be first and 10 Cumberland. On their own 21-yard line for this Pirate offense. There was just about nine minutes left to go in this ballgame. Cumberland will take over. It will be... McElravey. Heading up the offense for the Pirates. As McElravey will come out shotgun. Two wide on the left-hand side, one on the right. Actually, we're, we're missing a pirate. Now we got a pirate back out there. So it'll be four wide. Take snaps, a low snap. It's going to be picked up. Looking for some running room. He's got some, and he's got close to the first down. Looks like about, uh, we'll say, nine yards on the carry. Close to the first down, I think they'll mark him about a yard short. That's taking a, a broken play and making something out of it there by McElravey. I mean, that ball was on its feet. And he just picked it up and went. <coughs> so it'll be second and one. Heavy formation for the Pirates. One fullback, two running backs behind the quarterback. Under center. Takes snaps down the ground. Picked up. And it's far. Stiff arms a man. And he's going to be brought down close to the 50. As we'll say that that is. We'll say 16 yards there by far. That's Chase Far. His biggest run of the night. They'll lead to a pirate first down. First and 10, Cumberland. Ball on the 47-yard line. That's the pirate 47. First and 10, ball on the 47. Again, that heavy formation for the Pirates. 
I'm McElravey. And now we got Whistles. And we got Timeout from Cumberland. So Cumberland will take a timeout here with 6.58 left to go in this ball game. It'll be their second timeout. They lead 44 to nothing. We will take a 30-second timeout as well. You'll listen to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. Make a splash this summer with an ice-cold and always refreshing can of Pepsi. Beat that summertime heat and grab your Pepsi 12-pack today for the low, refreshing price of just $6.98 at participating locations. Let's summer with great-tasting ice-cold Pepsi. This is Cumberland High School Football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. As Cumberland leads 44 to nothing here, 6.58 left to go in this ballgame. Coming up, we'll have your post-game show, in which case we will talk with Coach Watkins about tonight's ballgame. Also, we'll announce our country Financial Curtis Walker, the one who holds up top play of the game. Our Gentry Small Engine Repair Defensive Player of the Game, as well as a look at our final stats, brought to you by Coffee and Creams. We'll be open, I believe, until 11 o'clock on game nights. Get yourself a light snack after a game. How about that? The lineup heavy, again, will the Pirates. It will be McElravey under center. Three running backs behind him, one fullback, two running backs. Take snaps, going to hand it off, looking for some running room on the left-hand side. Is far. He's got far to go. He's going to stiff arm a couple of people and brought down inside of Saragordo territory. Check that. That was Arnold on the carry. Or Aaron, I should say. We'll say that that is a gain of... Twenty-three on the carry. Another Pirate first down. First and 10, Cumberland. Ball on the 32-yard line. First and 10. Shotgun. For the Pirates. Running back on the left. And off will go to the running back on the left. He's running to the right. Looking for some blockers in front of him. And he's going to be brought down at about the 25-yard line. That was long ball on the carry. Give him five. That'll be second and five. Actually, they'll give him six. And now we're going to line up in that heavy formation one more time. Take snap, handoff, looking for running room right side this time. Lowers the head, still going, still going, still trucking forward. That was Aaron on the carry. And he'll get enough for another Pirate first down. Down to about the 14-yard line, so we'll say it's an 11-yard carry. Here with five minutes left to go. It'll be first and 10 Pirates as the Pirates are on the move. First and 10, down to the 13. 
Heavy formation once more from the Pirates. Going to hand it off this time to the left side. It's Aaron again looking for a running room. He's close to the end zone. I don't think he quite got in. Nope, he's going to be stopped just short. Maybe got a first down. He did. So we'll give him 11. And it will bring up first and goal. Here with four and a half minutes left as the Pirates try one more time to punch it in. As I see Coach Watkins down there talking to the official. They're going to let the clock, I believe, wind down. As much as they can. As we got to delay a game. Cumberland will take a delay a game penalty. That will back them up. It'll be first and goal now from about the seven. I think Cumberland intentionally took that delay a game. As Cumberland is still trying to direct traffic here, still trying to figure out what they're doing. They're at the line of scrimmage. And the Pirates will just take a knee. Cumberland's just going to take a knee and try and get the rest of this game kind of over. They don't want to score again on Sarah Gordo. That'll be a loss of one on the kneel. But again, I think that's a, a good move there by, by Coach Watkins. You don't need to run it up. Just let the clock keep going. Just take your knees. And if you, you turn it over, you turn it over. It'll be second goal. As Cumberland will take another knee. And the Pirates will start off the season with a win here. As we have 2.20 left to go. The wind, as you hear, is starting to pick up now. It feels nice out here, that wind. Going right in my broadcast position. Here with just two minutes left. It'll be third and goal. Third and goal at about the 11, but that won't matter. Come on, we'll just take a couple more knees and get out of here. Again, I like this move from Coach Watkins. He, the team easily could have scored there at the end. They decided not to. Another kneel, kneel down here with 130 left. So, again, Gordo will take over. This is now fourth down. This is fourth down now for the Pirates. Fourth and goal with one minute left. As 
as Cumberland will take one more knee. Like I said, it will be a turnover on downs. But that won't matter as, again, I, I again, I, I think this is a really classy move from, from Coach Watkins here. I've just taken a knee, and we won't get the the final 30 seconds even played out as Sarah Gordo will walk off the field. And that'll do it. Pirates get the win tonight. 44 to nothing is the final score. We will take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at your stats as well as our play of the game. And we'll talk with Coach Watkins as well. Pirates get the win tonight. 44 to nothing. Start the season off with a victory. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. Windows, doors, siding, and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Scott's asks that you make sure to mark your calendars for their 65th anniversary celebration that will be on July 16th. If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer your small business deserves big coverage and that's what cuts insurance and grinnell mutual provide we protect your future and your peace of mind with comprehensive and customized coverages you can rely on to run your business smoothly keep your sights set on the future trust in tomorrow contact dave cuts your local grinnell mutual agent at cuts insurance today for all your business insurance needs trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of grinnell mutual reinsurance company Summer's winding down, and that means two things at Gentry Small Engine Repair. They're ready to service your outdoor equipment, like chainsaws and leaf blowers. Need repairs, parts, or something shiny and new? They can help kick off your season. Go see Gentry Small Engine to get your machines ready for fall and football season. Don't forget to have your generator spruced up and ready to roar for those tricky Illinois winners. Located on the north side of the square in Toledo, Gentry Small Engine is a very proud supporter of Cumberland Pirate football. Welcome in the Cumberland Pirates football postgame show on 99.5-1077 WCRA. Welcome back here, Cumberland High School. Pirates get the win tonight, 44 to nothing, as welcome into the postgame show. As Cumberland took the lead early, never looked back. And by early, I mean like the first play from offense early, as it was a run from McMeekin for 64 yards to the house and the two-point conversion was good, and we're actually going to call that our play of the game. Our country financial, Curtis Walker, and Lauren Holsap, playing of the game, it will be that play, that very first play from scrimmage where uh, McMeekin ran to the right and then cut back when he noticed as it has actually started raining, just sheets of rain just pouring in right now here at Cumberland High School. Just, uh, I don't know where it came from, but it, it has it, just a little bit of rain. I, I just saw a couple waves of it, and the wind had picked up like crazy. So storms are, are coming in. 
I can feel it from inside my broadcast booth. Uh, as obviously finished the football game, and now we can rain. Thank you very much. As this place has evacuated rather quickly. As I'm up here in my broadcast position. And again, like we said, it's looking at my my radar. Yeah, there is some. There's a storm coming through. Hold on one second. And so anyways, that, that is our country financial Curtis Walker and Law Holds have a clap play of the game. Our defensive player of the game, we're going to go with Zach Harmon. Zach Harmon had a big game defensively for the Pirates here tonight. As the wind picking up like crazy. It is absolutely blowing out there. Out of nowhere, and it's blowing stuff all over the field. Like I said, I am way up here in this uh, broadcast position, and it's uh, it's shaking up here a little bit. It's a, it's, it's, of course we we get done with the game, and I mean it's just it's just opened up here. So um, that was our defensive player of the game. Our final stats, of course, brought to you by Coffees and Creams. You can see the final stats. Uh, tomorrow morning up on our website, fgamradio.com. But the real final store, final stats you need, Blake McMeek in 14 attempts, 170 yards, and five touchdowns. Uh, it was also uh, Grant Kaiser with six carries for 144 yards and a touchdown as well. As Coach joins us here on the post-game show. And, uh, Coach, you, you couldn't have started the, the game off on a, a better note. Uh, first play from scrimmage, a touchdown defensively. Then you, you force a fumble, another touchdown, and, and just... Uh, it was all downhill from there. Yeah, it was a good way to start the game. I mean, the play was good. The touchdown mm-hmm. obviously is good, but the snap was low. Mm-hmm. We had to pick it up. Blake got hit in the backfield, kept his feet turned, and then yep. broke it and, and went for the touchdown. So, um, yeah, the result was good. The execution, you know, not the best, but we'll take it. Um, defensively, yeah, that was nice to get a turnover at the beginning of the game. And defensively, I thought that the, the team obviously looked great, forcing a safety, forcing two turnovers as well, and, and offensively, I mean, it, it was just, I, I think you guys went uh, four or five drives without being stopped. It was just uh, just overall a, a great night uh, here tonight for opening night for the Pirates. Yeah, we played, I mean, pretty well. We told the kids we were proud of them. Um, we got some things we need to work on, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the coach and me, the effort. We kind of had some issues with, um, you know, we can't have penalties. We had a couple penalties. We can't turn the ball over. We did that. So these are things, you know, as a coach, you're always looking to prove upon. But overall, first game. Um, I thought we did pretty well. I'm proud of the of the overall effort and uh, and execution for the most part. And again, I always like to ask you, especially in games like this, how important is it to get those underclassmen some varsity minutes uh, in a game like this, especially opening night here at home? I think it's huge. Um, now a lot of these guys, you know, will turn around and play Monday in the JV game, but it's good for them to get an experience. You know, what Friday night is like underneath the lights and everything. And um, it's good for them. It's good for the future. And um, it was good to see our varsity kids, you know, get a half in. Mm-hmm. And I think they realized, and it was hot and everything still and humid, but they realized that, man, we're not in shape, you know, very well. Um, but getting those young kids is great for them to keep them, you know, interested and, and wanting to come back. And, uh, and they, and then, you know, hopefully they're learning from these experiences. Now let's talk next week up at Sagamon Valley, a long road trip here in week two of the season. What are you expecting out of the team heading into that Sagamon Valley matchup on Friday night? Um, well, I'm hoping to see improvement this week. You know, coaches always say you 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 know you get better from week one to week two. You know, you see what you need to work on. Um, and I expect if they're the same the same coach they had last year, 
Um, they have some young kids. Um, they run a very similar offense to what we see that we saw tonight, which is good. Um, and then we just got to come. You know, the road trip kind of worries you. And hopefully we can uh, we travel well and be our first, you know, true road game. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll come out ready to play. All right, Coach. Well, we'll talk to you later on in the week uh, there on the starting lineup. But congratulations on the win. Go enjoy it and try and get out of here before uh, monsoons come in. Yeah, let's kind of nash that lightning <laughs> there to the north. So, well, thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. No problem, Coach. Talk to you next Saturday or next Friday. Coach Watkins joins us here on the postgame show. We greatly appreciate it. So that'll do it for here for us from Cumberland. For Coach joining us here on the postgame show, as well as for uh, Will back at the studio getting us on and off the air. Greatly appreciate it, Will, helping you out there. This is Eric Fry saying Pirates with the win tonight, 44 to nothing. For complete stats, make sure you go to our website, effinghamradio.com. Have a great and a safe rest of your Friday night. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhood thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapel-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like for that little good it'll do but as I like to say one day the real historians the real thinkers the real philosophers